Disobedient, my little deviant. Together we will find the right ingredient. We will stir the goop that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every Two one. There's a podcast. Hey, uh, uh, Hellraiser today. Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm introing this. That's great. I love that. That's a good intro. Marissa's here. Welcome, Marissa. Hello. It's my first podcast. It's he's breaking my cherry of podcasts. I appreciate that. Marissa has been on a couple of the Twitch streams before uh, to, uh, to show me some nunsploitation movies. So if you yes. guys were around um, and you watched the nunsploitation, what were they called again? What was the, uh, uh, one of them was a name? Alucarda. And then there was the, oh, what is the I have to like bring the whole name back. Um, it was a longer one. Satanico Pandemonium, Pandemonium. La Sexorista. Wait, there was more to that? That was the name. I thought it was just Satanico Pandemonium. Satanico Pandemonium La Sexorista was the second one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sec Alucarda got copyright striked, and that was the one that no, 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 no. Alucarda the other did one, it. Yeah. yeah, that one got copyright striked. Yeah. The, the Alucarda was the one that didn't get copyrighted, which is one of my favorite movies. So yeah, I don't get how that happened because that was the one that seemed like it was definitely copyrighted. But you know what? And they're both openly on YouTube, which is weird. So. Yeah, I don't get how I can like, you know what? But that's a whole other story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Hellraiser is one of my favorite movies and Caleb has graciously allowed me to review this and watch it with him on his podcast so I'm super excited. Are we reviewing things now? Is that a review or just a take? I I'm going to call what it more like it? we're we're like two idiots just talking about a movie. Yes, we're going to call it that cuz once I, I start calling things reviews that's when people come in and they're like Oh, you fucking douchebag reviewer. No, we're not going to review it because we both love movies and we're just giving our take on it. And all of you guys can just take it as you will. We'll put it that way. No, we'll put it that way. So yeah. you should also thank uh, our Patreons because you know what? My Patreon donors, uh, we've been doing polls and they picked Hellraiser. But I do have some beefs with this. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I do have a... <laughs> What is happening? What you want to talk about was just... <laughs> what is happening? So, um, little baby. Gunna so, tanks. What is happening on your search screen right okay, now? Okay, so I went Gunna. to pull up like Patreon to like thanks some Patreons, then also just to show like um, what movies lost to Hellraiser. And my most recent search was... Um, oh, shit. I forgot. I need your Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do this real time. It's okay. Um, um, so it's Langend of Zelda... Langent? Yes. Langent, okay. So nobody knows where yeah, I you, live, you, you so could, I don't you, care. You could, just, you could, ah, you could type okay. that part in. Hold on. Just so we don't like, Hold on, give out friends. your passwords online. People but, who don't um, know who I am, you're welcome. <laughs> but um, basically what was on my screen a second ago, um, no one can even tell from the video or the audio version of this, but 
opened up my screen and there was a bunch of uh, like tank tops and like men in tank tops. Yes. And that's because when I was producing um, the after school special with like, you know, Buckley and Barry the other day, <laughs> um, <laughs> they wanted me to search Gunna with a tank because we were trying to find a picture of Gunna like with his tank or like next to a tank. And um, what I got was like people wearing like tank tops tank like tops. Gunna tank tops and whatnot so like it, i didn't really get what i was looking for out of that google search got it <laughs> okay but anyway it's so funny because as i was searching for my wi-fi password i always forget how to spell avocado just wanted the world to know that avocado i don't what remember do you, wait, how to spell avocado how do you, how do you it, spell it when you spell it wrong i'm curious now it's either avocado or avocado Avo avocado, avocado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's an A or an O. Anyways, I did it right. By the so. way, I also have a uh, Adrian Tofay's Patreon up right here, and uh, I mean, like, this is, I guess, more of a scream conversation a little bit. But Marissa is the person who introduced me to "Be My Cat," a film for Anne and Adrian Tofay. And I guess this episode is probably coming out after that interview came out, but. Me and Ash and Elena interviewed Adrian Tofay pretty recently. And I feel like that all kind of wraparound came from you. Yeah. yeah. I saw it and shout out to Horrible Reviews. Um, I heard of the movie from him and then I instantly texted Caleb because That's Caleb true. is right on par with my fucked up horror shit. And so I was like, Caleb, you have to watch this movie. And so it was awesome to hear that he actually got to interview him and work with him. So super dope. And I was b overall just like, <laughs> fix the mic. Uh, <laughs> I was overall like, Caleb, please tell me how it went. I need to know. Um, and all good things. So super excited that Caleb got to interview him because that movie is dope and you haven't seen it yet you should watch it because it's wild and creepy and great all at the same time fucked up movies yeah that's it yeah you also spawned like a lot of um conversations on like the scream like just world on like you know community and whatnot because everyone like was talking about be my cat when we did the um the found footage episode yes yeah, everyone was just be like, my yeah. cat is like one of the craziest but greatest found footage films and so i was on the instagram like voting for be my cat every single time like that bracket needed to go up because oh, be I my know. cat paranormal activity I actually didn't my know cat. you were on the on the brackets so. yeah i was on the brackets so i was saw definitely the, you voting saw the major snubs yes in some of those yes, categories yes. like 100 percent. paranormal activity went way too high i don't know um, why but it's i think okay. cloverfield did lose to creep on the first round and that's what i was like yeah really like. I, I was happy about that you know i wait you don't like creep i love creep oh okay okay creep too mm. i liked creep too i liked, I liked it, it but creep you know creep too is shot in Forest Falls. Where's Forest Falls? San Bernardino. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> the fucking, I know. It's insane. Is I that was, where the heart thing is? Um, I don't remember the heart thing. What was the heart thing? The heart like shaped like little like pool that he talks about in Creep 2 where he's like, Look. I think it might have been. I don't know if it was that exactly, but I remember watching them like walk down like some little like, you know, like uh, uh, streams and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was looking around. I was like, I've been there before. And I was yeah. staring at it. I was like, is this in fucking San Bernardino? And then I looked it up and they were like, yeah, this is shot in San Bernardino. Dude, I was like, there's San no Bernardino. way. Look, it's I crazy, crew. but <laughs> it's 
kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But okay, before we get into this real quick, I would like to thank Megan Rob from Patreon, Lurking Bitch. Shout out Lurking Bitch. Shout out Lurking That's Bitch. A, thank Kelsey. you. Kelsey. Kelsey, Kelsey, Rebecca, <laughs> that's, that's how it's spelled, uh, Kalia Farrell, Brina Chavez, Kathy Mason, Carla Harvey, Shayla, Winter Party, I feel like, Winter Party, I feel like I've seen you, like, somewhere, but have I thanked you before? You know, I feel like you've been around a few times, so shout out you, Winter Party, you seem like you've been around here before. Uh, Alexandra said, freak you. Okay, wait, I'm going to stop for a second before I thank the other two people. You know, I'm going to thank the other two people and then we'll go into this. Logan Young, Megan Mamarella. 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 You sound okay. like a fancy Italian restaurant. I appreciate you, Mamarella. <laughs> it just sounds like a really cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> What's Mama-rella. up, Mamarella? It's like if Henry Winkler was saying hi to his mom. Yes, Mamarella. Thank you, Mamarella. <laughs> or Frank from Hellraiser because he's basically <laughs> Henry Winkler. Yes. He's literally the Fonz, but like... Like, he's like the Fonz, but Kiefer Sutherland, like Lost Boys, the Fonz. Yes, he's just. <laughs> but anyway, I want to go back into Alexandra said, frick you. I feel like I haven't seen something like this since like MySpace. Yes. Like that's a MySpace t- name said for sure. Freak you. Are we a PC for PC? Oh, wait, it's here? Alexandria. I a- said Alexandria. Alexandria. PC. Alexandria said, frick you, PC for wow. PC. I love you. Thank you. That's that's so cool. Like, can you can you let me know if that was your MySpace handle or if like or if this is like a real thing that's coming back right now? Like, because I don't know, maybe this is like a younger person or something. And like, maybe yeah. maybe like the screen names are coming back for like maybe there's like a new social media. Or something I'd love that, that though. About. That'd be and so like, dope. Maybe that's happening. But I don't mm. know. Like, let me know if this is like a shout out thing or if this is like. Or if this is like real life right now, yes. you, know? you know, let us know because we love you. I'm interested. I'm interested. But anyway, uh, all that aside, this was a Patreon poll. Um, the other movies, the one that I'm really sad about, and I wasn't going to tell anyone like initially because I was like, there's one movie on this list that I really want to uh, discuss, and it lost terribly. It what? was it was what the was biggest this? loser. I'm it so- was the fly. Oh, I really wanted to talk about a slimy come on, Jeff Cronenberg, Goldblum. You guys don't want to I talk know. about slimy Jeff Goldblum? Like, come on. And it got. Let's see. Let's see. This poll. Where is it at? Fuck. Well, I know it lost terribly. Yeah, it lost pretty terribly. Oh, that's, uh, it got seventeen okay. percent. Little Shop of Horrors, the nineteen eighty six. How did Little version. Shop of Horrors get more than The Fly? Dude, I don't know because what I'm really confused to the the topic for this month's poll was eighties horror movies. So I was like, all right, mm. let's get some like cool shit going. Interesting. And, and the list that that popped up. Look, I'm not gonna say I'm disappointed. I love all the movies on on this list. <laughs> how did Little Shop of Horrors make this list? I don't know how. Little I Shop love of you guys. No, there. no hate, but like. I don't know how Little Shop of Horrors got on there, but there was like, you know, some people like voted for some obscure things, but like I go by like who votes, you know, the most move, like whichever ones get like, you know, brought up the most. Mm-hmm. So Little Shop of Horrors just ended up popping up the most. And it was really weird to me because I don't know when I put it in, I almost forgot that it was 80 hor- 80s horror movies for a second. Yeah. Every time I saw Little Shop of Horrors, I was thinking like the it's a 60s, right? Yeah, it was like 60 something. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that version. Mm hmm you know the jack nicholson version like yeah and then when it when it popped up i was like wait a second this is the 80s movie month so they're talking about the fucking remake the musical 
And I was like, why the fuck? And that's when I realized that my audience is trying to get me to cover another fucking musical, like some wraparound way. Because like there was like a month or two ago where I kept doing goddamn musicals and I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah. I think they're trying to attack me. Like I don't know for sure. No one said anything for sure. But I feel like they were trying to attack me with that. I just know feed me, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like, I really love the original Little Shop of Horrors, and I don't hate the, like, musical, the 80s one yeah. that much. No, wait, no, 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 wait, no, no, no. Is the musical the... Is No, there's, like, a 2000s one, I think, too. Are you the, thinking of the... No, there's, like, three of them, isn't there? Of Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. Of Little Shop of Horrors? I'm... Steve Martin is the dentist, isn't he? And then he's also the dentist. Isn't there like a horror movie called The Dentist? I believe so. Wait, maybe there isn't a 2001. I thought there might have also been a 2001, but I could be tripping. Wait, maybe? No, maybe? No. I feel like you're thinking of The Dentist. I thought there might have been a third one, but I don't think so. I think there's just the two. Yeah. Okay. But anyways. Is the 80s one the musical one? It is, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Suddenly Seymour. Like Yeah, I don't I don't hate that one, but I just I definitely like it less. Yeah. You've seen the original, right? Yeah. No. I just I don't care for the musical side of things. Yeah, I don't either. Um I like the original because like I feel like Seymour was way goofier too. Like he was kind of like a bumbling idiot almost. And I've always find that like a lot funnier when there's someone just walking around like basically with like clown shoes on and making like little like noises everywhere and just like getting like bonked on with like a, you know, like a rubber hammer or something like (laughs) that was the vibe I got from the original Seymour. And like, I feel like that's way funnier. Yes, exactly. Where I, yeah, I feel like the new one or the 80s one, I should say, is just like more romantic and cheesy why do i feel like like even when we're talking about that one being from the 80s i still feel like that one's like a 2006 musical well they voted hellraiser so we speak to hellraiser yeah we're on hellraiser okay well anyway this is your favorite movie so i feel like you're gonna be coming with all the fun facts and all those other things i just really didn't even do much with on that side of everything but written directed by clive barker also wrote Candyman. you said it was from like the book of blood it's called the forbidden right um Candyman is yeah. not hellraiser so yeah, yeah, yeah. hellraiser is, is the hellbound heart yeah, yeah. so um when i you said the forbidden is also from the same like the books of blood or whatever yeah you were so, telling me something about that earlier yeah yeah so that's the Candyman book um that people love and know um but in terms of hellraiser i fell in love with the movie when i was younger and i feel like i was telling caleb earlier that i had this like crazy memory of pinhead and i was like where did i remember this from and it was when i was a kid i saw like the third hellraiser or something and pinhead scared the shit out of me and when i was an adult i got super into the hellraiser series um would like to beg to differ that some of them are not great. I I would just say that some of them are not great. Like a lot of the series, one through three, solid. Everything else, mm. if you disagree, that's fine. But um, the first one and the second one are definitely my favorite. Um, and the Hellbound Heart as a book, and Clive Barker as an author, 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 <laughs> offer. 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 author is amazing. So Clive Barker kind of sounds like a cookie. You it want does. to offer me a Clive Barker? I want to offer you a Clive Barker. <laughs> it's like an Oreo, but different. 
Um, no, um, The Hellbound Heart was a great book. I read it in like one day. You can if you want to. It's a short book, but it's a great book. Um, but yeah, Hellraiser as a movie is just, in my mind, it's fucking, perfect. It's fucking phenomenal. It's perfect, like, honestly. It's perfect. Like, it's great. Pinhead has always been like my favorite out of like, well, I would say like tied for my favorite because Leatherface is always my favorite out of like, you know, the big horror people that you like think of. But it's more like character wise, too. But it's also movie wise because I don't know. I guess I guess I'm, I'm lying because Texas Chainsaw is my favorite horror movie. That's too. your icon. Yeah, like that, that's my dude yeah. for sure. But like, Pinhead has always been like very much up there. And like, if Leatherface and like Texas Chainsaw weren't like my top, mm-hmm. Hellraiser would probably be pretty up there too. Because I feel like out of all of them, like it's one of the more perfect like firsts for sure. Yeah. Like especially when I think about like you know Friday the Thirteenth doesn't have a great first. Child's Play is a pretty damn good first. I would say near perfect, but honestly, when I put it next to like Hellraiser, I still put Hellraiser a little bit above it. Um, it's hard to say Scream because it's kind of like a different era, you know? Yeah. Different I feel era, like but, it's... Uh, what are the other ones? Uh, I, I put Hellraiser above Halloween. I'm saying that right now. I... I know that's a take, and I know that's going to piss people off. Excuse the users and viewers, but I literally do not like Halloween. Oh, you don't like it at all? I don't like Halloween. It's always been, like, my low tier of um, horror. He scared the shit out of me. Like, Michael Myers scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, because I saw it when I was really young. But in terms of, like, horror icons, he's very slow burn, and it just... I'm more on the 80s side of like horror icons. Yeah. And so Pinhead was like more developed than mm. Freddy or Jason in a way where I think there was like the sado, sadomasochistic side sadomasochistic. of it. And it's funny too because if you watch any video about Hellraiser or any discussion, they just can't wait to say sadomasochistic. Sado- like, sadomasochistic. Like, listen, listen he here, wears guys. leather. He's got <laughs> chains and hooks and things like that. You want to so be bound? Maybe, Maybe, maybe I'm fucked up in that aspect, but like I love horror icons and like Freddie and Jason are terrifying and awesome, but there's something very, very appealing about Pinhead. And I think his backstory is the biggest thing for me. So who's the guy? What's the guy's name in Fifty Shades of Grey? Uh, I don't know something gray. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, oh, it is. Huh? Is it? I, think it? I think you're right. Um, I'm thinking of Owen Gray, which is probably inappropriate uh, for viewers. Oh, <laughs> Owen Gray. Okay, if you guys don't know who Owen Gray is, just look him up. He's this really family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> the gr- the real gray that matters is Owen Gray. <laughs> I mean, like he's got alphabets on his alphabet, legs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, sorry to my young Christian Gray. What if um, Christian Gray? What if instead of Doug Bradley, like in the Pinhead, it was like, Owen Gray? <laughs> Owen Gray. <laughs> oh god! Just oh, Pinhead fuck. with alphabets on his legs and a. Yeah, wait, can, can, can I speak openly on this? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With a a really big dick and a good sadomasochism <laughs> point of view. What, what if um. <laughs> what I'm if sorry, oh, sorry. no that's great what if owen gray 
Owen Shit. Gray. No, stop. What if Owen Gray as Pinhead had um, Dakota Johnson just like bent over and he was like whipping her with like a small little like whip very lightly? So I feel like that's a, that's a Fifty Shades of Grey that I would have actually watched. That would have been be like, pretty interesting, yeah. right? Like that would have been a good one. But I'm not going to lie. Like, look, Fifty Shades of Grey is terrible, but it, it's it's kind of good. It's good, terrible. It's, <laughs> it's not good. good. I don't mean, I, I, look, let me take. Yeah. I, I said that wrong. I don't mean good. It's 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 good to to watch and hate every second. Yes. Of, you there you know? go. <laughs> Dakota Johnson. Wow. I mean, this is a sidebar, but she's yeah, she's great. What and her mom, like, we have to talk about her family, Tippi Hedren, and her mom. Like, there's a sidebar movie that Caleb and I will have to discuss further called Roar, where her what the fuck is Roar. It's a movie that is actually involving like real big cats. And so. Wait, uh, wait, what, what? Tippy Hedren. What is her mom? Wait, you said. Big, big cats, like, big like Tiger cans? King shit. Big oh, cats. Oh, cats. Cats. I didn't know if you said bigots or big cats. So cans I don't know. Or... If, excuse me if I'm ill informed, but her mother and her grandmother were big actresses. So Tippy Hedren is either her grandma or her mom. I can't remember. You'll have to look that one up for me. But um her mother, I wanna say, was mauled by a tiger and almost lost her eye. Eighty one? Yes. And almost lost her eye in the movie. Wait, I've seen this. Yes. So what is it? Wait, this is her this is Dakota Johnson's mom? Melanie Griffin. That's her name. So Melanie Griffin is Dakota johnson's mom and then tiffy hedron is melanie griffin's mom and so melanie griffin almost lost her eye in the filming of roar i've watched this movie i went into a rabbit hole and i found this because i was looking up like i think it might have been big cat shit after tiger king right before or maybe yeah. it was before i don't know it was probably after tiger king that's to be fair. dakota johnson's mom and i found this movie that's her fucking mom that's her mother and she literally got me? mauled by a tiger during it and had to have surgery and almost lost her eye. That's her mom. I watched this whole movie. I literally it's watched wild, the entire right? thing, and I watched like, like whole uh, I watched wild. extra shit on like YouTube about it too. Yeah, I was watching a bunch of like interviews and other like background shit and stuff on yeah, that too. That's her mom. What the fuck? I did not know that. Yeah, that is insane. Okay, look at Marissa coming through. With Thank the you, fucking... Reddit. Shout what out to Reddit. Hell? I'm wearing a Reddit sweater. <laughs> you are sweater you know what this is what everyone's wanted to hear me say forever shout out reddit i don't work for reddit by the way i'm just wearing a reddit sweater i wish you just worked for reddit that'd be so fucking hilarious i just work in marketing so i get free swag they're giving you reddit swag <laughs> that's fucking hilarious okay anyway also also i guess we should mention too if people have ever seen nightbreed clive barker also directed nightbreed, yeah, nightbreed he hasn't directed well. that many movies which is crazy but i mean his yeah. writing, though. His writing, though. A lot of stories are from Clive Barker, and you don't. Yeah, even you're know definitely it. much more into his stuff. I mean, okay. Do you want to say anything else about his writing? Because I know you read a lot of his books and like are into a bunch of his shit. Um, on the spot. Uh, Sorry, no, bud, you got the stuff. I honestly like. I watched the book Books of Blood like on Hulu, and not a fan. Sorry to the people who think it's great. Um. Uh, if you haven't read Clive Barker, you should. His movies and his stories are great. Look up his books. I can't, on the top of my head, say all of them. <laughs> so we'll go. Can you name me. every Clive Barker book right now? Absolutely not. Uh, go ahead. I can't. <laughs> one by one. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the budget was one million dollars. Box office fourteen point six million. Definitely made their money back. Tomato meter seventy two percent from audience and critics, and then a seven point on IMDb. I'd say you know pretty good all around. You know, given given. Um, I have some, I have some fucking. I have one specific review to talk about later though. Okay. Like I got a couple more that are fun and whatnot, but there's one that's kind of just something else. Like, might be the most insane thing that I've ever heard ever in my life. But we're going to have to wait a while to talk about that. So, do you want to get into Hellraiser? Do you have anything else? No, let's get into it. This is Marissa. I don't know if I... I'm I'm Caleb, I guess. Hi, Marissa, Caleb. We're here. We're here. This is Marissa. We're talking about Hellraiser. You know, actually, I do have something to say. Marissa forcibly fed me a Mad Dog 2020. (laughs) Um... For the first time ever, um, nine years ago. Yeah, that that sounds about right. (laughs) She told me it was orange juice. I said it tasted like orange juice, not that it was orange juice. I, you know, Mad Dog was cheap when we were kids. What else are we going to drink? What else could I get my 21-year-old brother to buy me besides Mad Dog? And then I met Caleb at a party and didn't know that he was 15. Hey, I, just, I didn't try to out you. I just said nine years ago. I was going <laughs> to let people try to figure things out. Ignore my, ignore my dates and my age. Anyways, Caleb didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. No, Mad Dog 2020. Don't do it. It's not fun. I think the funniest part is that when we were telling it to your boyfriend Ralphie earlier and he was like, should I get a mad dog? Should I? Try- <laughs> no, you shouldn't. You should definitely not try this. It's not good. It's like, anyways, that's like the four, the four loco of Marissa's oh budget and taste back in nine years ago, apparently. Yeah, before that, I was just on, like, Edward Forty hand shit with, like, you know, fucking yeah. uh, um, Miller High Life's duct tape to my hands. Yeah. Well, we'll go with that. Mad Dog 2020s, man. Don't mix vodka with it. It's not a good idea. Mix vodka with it? <laughs> Why would you do that? They're already, like, poison as is. To be you're gonna mix lighter fluid to be with poison? 19 again, dude. You, I mean, 21, dude. We were fucking, we were gremlins, yeah. We were like straight up super gremlins, like fun times, though. You know, I mean, we were reminiscing on like just random stories earlier, and we we're like, hey, remember the time a homie got stabbed this one time? Uh, oh, yeah, and that wasn't even just like literally and, and in the face, t- but also, we should probably preface too, like. People weren't even just getting stabbed with knives. Like this was like with a broken bottle and like a piece of a broken bottle that he yeah. picked up after he already broke it over someone else's head. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was a that was a wild night. Um, and then ran actually... away and got the, he was running away from being stabbed in the face and ran into a tree. Yeah, I I have that visual in my head. And so. I would actually say that's one of the less wild nights Mm -hmm. that i probably had like back in the day (laughs) like that was like a very like average like whatever kind of night that was was a that was a night in our hometown you know (laughs) just normal things 
normal things. Uh, yeah, now everyone's just like doing crack or something. Yeah, so. a lot of people are out there now. You know, raising but. hell like Hellraiser. <laughs> so, circle transition right into a puzzle box, which I will say, the fact that this movie had the balls in like even in 87 i know it's like a while ago and circle transitions were still fairly new but anything that just does like a straight up just like just a black background circle transition and it goes right into the circle on the puzzle box i'm like you know what you could have just done a circle transition and it could have been lame but you did it into the circle on the puzzle box and that's kind of neat it's beautiful (laughs) and i I... appreciate that (laughs) so we see like did I say a fuse cube? What the fuck did I write here? <laughs> what is a fuse cube? What could I have possibly... No, like that's are not... Are you talking I, about the little sperms? I don't know. No, 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 no. We'll get to little cums in a second. Okay. But like, I definitely didn't try to write fuse there, but what could have autocorrected a fuse? Fuse, fuse cube. Fuse cube. Fuse uh, cube. I don't know. That's a... Well, it's the puzzle box is basically what we see. I don't yeah. I don't know what I would have wrote after that. Yeah. Anyway, um I wrote some foreign stuff I'm not familiar with. Um they they just looked like they were somewhere. I, I don't know where they were. Yeah, I don't know where they were, it was but somewhere he's foreign. definitely like out in like a desert or somewhere and he becomes involved with this cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he's he he ends up in the attic. Frank that is. Frank, yes, Frank. We're going to come we're going to we're going to become very familiar with Frank very soon. Yes. If you haven't seen Hellraiser, um Frank is uh this slimy um affair guy. Yes. We'll get into that soon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh basically yeah, he he's messing with this puzzle box. Not much happens there. We don't really like I mean, if you're watching it for the first time, you don't really understand what's going on exactly. But then he ends up in a room getting uh kind of kind of torn into bits, you know. There's mm-hmm. some uh some hooks, some cockroaches. There's a ceramic man cupping a ceramic ceramic boob. Yes. Which is always fun. Yeah. I very, thought it was like a Cronenberg like creature at first. Up in the boob. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like a it was like a perfect cup, like yeah. right right under, you know? Yeah. It was good stuff. And then some cum. Yeah. You see, you know, you I've watched this movie many times. <laughs> and I never realized that <laughs> sperm secretes out of the sides of the cube. Yeah. Until you uh, very graciously pointed it out. Yeah. When uh, are we going? Are we moving into the pinhead? We could talk about the cum. Okay. There's yeah, a yeah. there's a cube that is picked up by a character in the film, and there are some digital uh, cum little yeah, sperms yeah, 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 yeah. that kind of just go into it. But it fits the the theme of the movie. Like, there's a lot of sex and things involved in it and i've always thought that that was part of it you know that the digital aspect of the cum going into like he's just giving himself sexually to the cube yeah um and do you think that he could have just had the cube and he was like fucking larry's wife at one point and he just like (laughs) kind of like busted on the cube and then that's why there's like little digital cubes or little comes yeah. going into it later that would make sense you know i i feel like the theme of it is like obviously around that what uh, are the little pink ones later you think those are like eggs or something i don't maybe? know those are supposed to be like <laughs> that's eggs, later on like, but, you know but i feel like, like there's like a tie overall like the digital aspect of hellraiser is funny okay, because well, it's all practical but they also have this weird like digital like 
uh what do you call it like it's the blue lightning effect the blue light the, the, blue the lightning, lightning effect like, yeah, around the like, cube it's like the same like it's not obviously it's not always lightning they use the blue lightning in this for sure which is like my favorite thing of like and the blue lightning just happens to look like little sperms yeah 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 it's basically just the same thing but in the form of jizz yes yeah yeah I but then later it's blue lightning so what do you think that represents the blue lightning like a taser <laughs> <laughs> maybe i feel like i was more more on board with the sperm aspect so, of it okay, than the so taser. sperm then there's eggs and then there's a taser it's the cycle of like any good Just, relationship i guess like the <laughs> the electricity of being impregnated and or oh, I ha- thought it was having tas- an orgasm <laughs> i thought it was the taser from the restraining order that you get when the relationship ends <laughs> You know, it's a cycle of any good sadomasochistic relationship. If I learned anything from Fifty Shades of Grey, it's that it always ends in a taser. Well, so I heard something recently. What is it called? Um, like after you come, and then you have like you post. Them. You have like post nut clarity. So yeah, yeah, he yeah. post okay, nutted yeah. into the cube, and then was like, "Oh shit, I actually didn't want to do this." Yeah, I that actually ties really well. Okay, into yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. He had post-nut clarity after he decided to open the cube and open himself up to the sun. But what if, like, you were having post-nut clarity and someone just tastes you, you know? I don't know. I've never had post-nut clarity, so you'd have to speak on that more than I Girls nut, too. What are you talking about? Post-nut clarity isn't just for... Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I've never been tased after, but... Me either. You know, it might be... <laughs> anyway, the intro shows us like a few of the Cenobites, a uh, ton of raunchy looking flesh and all that. And okay, so the last time, I mean, no, I'm sorry, not the last time. The first time that I rewatched this since like, uh, since I was younger was like back in like maybe like my freshman year of high school mm-hmm. or like maybe sophomore year. No, it was like my freshman year. Um, but anyway, I went outside to smoke some weed real quick, came back inside. And then when I came back in, like, the intro was going on. Because I turned it on, like, right before I walked outside. I was only out for, like, a minute or two. Mm-hmm. I come back in, and then, like, it's just all the flesh sitting around everything. And I was just, like, usually, like, I still watch horror movies all the time. I was fine. But I was just really, really high. And I don't know if it was, like, <laughs> I don't know if weed was really good back then. Or if I was just, like, pretty young. <laughs> or if it was both. But, like, this was around the time that, like, you were, like, like forcibly shoving bad dogs down my throat <laughs> so like oh gosh. you know you never know Caleb's but bowl cut days <laughs> yeah i did have a bowl cut that was terrible um but i came back in i just got really freaked out and i was like you know what i'm gonna rewatch how razor like later but like that didn't happen like i had that thought in my head but i just sat there and i just kept watching it and i just felt like really uncomfortable and i was getting like more and more anxious and then i like yeah, that was actually about it. But it was still a good time. <laughs> Rewatched it again like the next day when I was like a little more sober and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm fine. And how do you feel about the second run of it? The sec- like the next day? Yeah. It was it was good the next it was fine the next day. I mean, I already knew I liked Hellraiser because I did watch it like younger and I enjoyed it too. It was just like that one moment I just got like the very f- obnoxious. The, f- the flesh. Yeah, it was just the flesh. Like it was just the I mean when Pinhead picks up like his face, like Frank's face is pretty intense. Yeah. Because it's, it's like in pieces and, and there's yeah. like hooks and things. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's definitely intimidating for yeah. anyone, really. Yeah. How do you feel watching it in 
your state now? Was oh, it? No. Oh, it's just a vibe all the time now. Yeah. I mean, like, I love Hellraiser. It's like I said, like it, it is one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, it's definitely high up there. Um, I think it's a perfect movie, really. Yeah, like I could say that right off the bat, it's a five star movie. Yeah, me. I perfect. I one hundred percent think that a lot of people who aren't experienced in eighties and practical effects horror that go into Hellraiser are going to be like, what is this? Like, this is shitty. Like, the effects are weird, and it's weird. But to me, I think it's great. I think they've done something, and it, it maybe it's a cult following, maybe it's not, but I just think it, it stands, like, outside of so many horror movies because there's this weird back-end story around a cube that makes no sense to anyone Mm. and then you get into like the practical effects which we can go i don't know about your notes but like they did some shit with the practical effects in this movie yeah you definitely know some more background about that than i do yeah like i don't know where we're gonna go next but i we can talk about some of that right now you want to talk about the ky jellies and the fucking wax and all that stuff like there's a lot of practical effects in the film that they You know, a lot of had to do with like wax and KY jelly to make it look really interesting and creepy. And you have to think like back then they didn't have special effects. They didn't have CGI. They have what they had. And, you know, we were like, look, we looked into it and we talked about it. Like some of the makeup effects and like the actual, you know, costumes, as you would put it, that they would have to wear took like six hours to actually. Which also. I don't get because if I remember right, I was just watching like a um like some of the Warwick Davis like commentary on Leprechaun the other day, and I think he said it only took him like th- three to four hours for the Leprechaun makeup, and I'm like, how the fuck did it take two more hours to do pinhead pinheads makeup over Leprechauns? Like he had like three different layers to his face, so yeah. his fucking Leprechaun head could move around and shit. Like and that no- kind of blows my mind. I feel like when I watch, like, the BTS of it, though, like, they're literally, like, laying the needles down on his face, so I feel like it would take more time, and then, like, Frank's makeup, obviously, it's super slimy, it's super gross, like, they have to take time to lay, like, we, I watch some stuff where they talk about how they tried out a full face mask for Frank at first, and that just didn't work. So they ended up having to like piecemeal kind of like the look that Frank overall has on Hellraiser. And so it's not something that you can just like slap on. It's going to take a while. And then the KY jelly is just the icing on the cake of it because yeah. they were trying to make him look as slimy as possible. And so the one thing that they found that actually made him look the grossest was KY jelly. And that's definitely this has to be the same thing that, did, that they didn't like society too, right? Yeah. Like, with, like, all the fuck, like, with the shunting at the end, you know, like, all the, like, fingers going through everything and all the sliminess, like, yeah. that has to also that be has KY to all jelly. Be right? KY jelly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, can you imagine how much KY jelly they use for that movie? They just, like, in the budget, imagine being, like, the prop manager. I don't know and what you, the exact title is. You, you have to go in, like, the shopper. fucking pallet of KY jelly. Buying it, and you have it in your car or whatever, and you're, people are like, why is she buying this, or why is he buying this? Like, Imagine all of it, like, melting and, like, secreting out, like, inside of your car. <laughs> I just have pounds and pounds of KY jelly in my car. Don't ask me why. I got pulled over. Why do you have so much KY jelly in your car? I don't know. I'm just making a horror movie. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think the only reason, like, or not the only, but, like, one of the reasons that I really gravitate toward, like, Texas Chainsaw a little bit more toward Hellraiser is even, like, when it comes down to makeup, too, like, just how brutal it was and how hot it was there and how grotesque yeah. everything was and, like, the conditions that, like, they, you know, were exposed to during that whole thing and, like, the lore behind it and the fact that, like, no one got paid or everything. Obviously, I don't like any of that, but it's just, like, it's just, it makes it all, like, a little more interesting and, like, makes it seem, like, really, like, raw filmmaking and whatnot. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I don't know if you know about, like, the grandpa, but the grandpa, I think his makeup took, like, damn near eight hours or more or something like that. And it took, like, so long. It might have even been, like, shorter. I mean, I talked about, like, in the Texas Chainsaw episode on, like, Scream, but I don't remember off the top of my head right now. But it took a long-ass time and he didn't come back after that day. Like they had to shoot all of his scenes that day because he was like, "No, I don't want to do this again." I'm not fucking coming yeah. back. He was like, "I'm not putting that makeup on again." Yeah, and I'm like, it makes me like his role just that much more because I'm like, that must have been crazy. Like I just, I just imagine like how he felt. Like it must have been hot as fuck. He's sweating like a motherfucker. He has all this like full body like makeup and everything because it's making like his whole body look like an old man and shit yeah and then he's just like no get me the fuck out of here there's so (laughs) much so much commitment that goes behind people who play those roles so like frank kudos to him doug bradley like fucking kudos all of them all the cenobites i feel like all of them in the movie just like had to go through the ringer to make this movie possible and they all look amazing like honestly like they really do for an 80s film yeah you can watch some 80s movies and like i mean there's a i I love 80s movies and a lot of them look mm -hmm. incredible but there are some that really like you know they're like yeah yeah, all right that looks all right you know you did it whatever but like dude pinhead looks so fucking good and it's just crazy when you watch like the note like when you get into like revelations and shit like judgment and all those Mm -hmm. and you watch those and you look at pinhead guy is revelations the one that's not doug bradley or is that ju- no? I think that's Revelations. Yeah, I think I don't know. I don't remember which one Judgment is. I don't remember if that's one yeah. of them. I haven't seen like a lot of the sequels in the past like few years, so I can't really reference them. Like mm-hmm. I've only know vague parts of them. Um, but whoever the fuck played Doug Bradley next in that one where uh, they were like puking down a sink and shoving the puke <laughs> through the fucking dude. I turned that movie off like right after they started doing that. When that movie introed with them fucking puking down a sink and just shoving it down by hand, like, I'm sorry for anyone listening to this because I know it probably just, even me saying it sounds as bad as it is. Don't fucking watch that movie if you don't want to see that because Brie told me it was like happening and I was like, no. Yeah. And then one day we're sitting around and she was like, all right, let's try to watch this again. She was like, because I had to turn it off. I couldn't do it. And then she put it on and like right after that scene happened, I was like, you're not finishing this because I'm not fucking finishing it. I was like, yeah. turn this movie off. <laughs> I'm not watching it's this. too much. <laughs> like, it's so gross. I hate when, like, you know, like, when movies are gross, it's one thing. Because I watch some gross fucking movies. But when you're being gross for just no fucking reason, just for the sake of being gross, which is hard to argue, too, because, I mean, like, I don't know. I own Solo. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. That movie's I mean, pretty fucking gross. Eat the, shit, it's pretty you, gross. A lot of shit yeah. in that one, you know? Yeah. That's really the only way to explain. That's how it was explained to me, too. My buddy was like, a lot of shit eating in that one. I was like, what? I mean, Solo is like a whole nother topic for me. It is. Because I I feel like like it's like they, it's like Wes Anderson shitting. They make it like so far away. Like they try to like frame it in a way (laughs) where you're not up close and personal. You're just watching it from a distance. So they're like, you can get away with the shitting because you're not actually up close close. They go a little close sometimes, honestly. uh, Anyway, that's like, that's a whole other topic. topic but, but I was just getting into yeah. gross shit. But anyway, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm more okay with watching. What I'm trying to say is I'm more okay with people eating shit than I am with 
Hellraiser Revelations or whichever fucking one that yeah. was. Yeah, I don't remember the exact one, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's so bullshit, dude. But yeah. Pissed me off. But anyway, um, those were the stories. Uh, we meet Larry and Julia, who are considering moving into like a new house. Was this like, okay, so what's the exact background of the house? Did they live in that before? Or are they renting it again? Are they moving back into it? Yeah, I, I don't remember, to be honest. I feel like yeah. it's like in the family or something. It's something and like, like that. There's something like seems. that where it's in the family and then like they end up going back to the house and they are trying to renovate it and fix it up and like make that their next home. Um, which in my opinion, whether that's part of the story or not in my head, the characters, I feel like is their like attempt to revive their relationship that seems already rocky. Um, so and they, you know, what is, has always been a big question to me too. And I'm sure it's probably answered later. It might even be answered in the sequel. I don't remember. I'm sure you might know from like all the things you've read or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Does, does Larry know about the whole affair with Frank before this whole ordeal? I don't think he does, right? But, no. like, I was almost wondering, like, maybe he knew at some point. Because it does seem like they're, like, you know, trying to revive some kind of thing. And, like, you know, because I'm, I'm almost just wondering, like, why is she so short with him all the time if he doesn't know? Like, obviously, I get why she is, but it seems like he's very aware of it, too, you know? Yeah. Um, from, a, from what I remember and the book and everything else, no. No. Yeah. She's probably just trifling, honestly. Like, he, she probably just cheated on him with, like, someone else, too. And, like, he knows about yeah. that. So, that, like, they're trying to well, fix it. The biggest thing that always, like, fucked me up on the movie was that her and Frank fuck on their wedding dress. Dude. Yeah. So, I'm not going to lie. I think I've just not paid attention enough every time I've watched it before. Like, I saw, like, a dress there, you know, and I've seen it. But I was just, like, oh, just clothes, like, sprawled around. I didn't realize it was a wedding dress. And then when you said yeah. that, I was like, oh, shit, that is their wedding dress. Yeah. So, she definitely, like, goes in with him pretty early on in the relationship. Well, that had to have been wedding night, right? I think so. I mean. But I've always just wondered. Every time I see something like that, I'm like. Where is your husband on your wedding night? Like, yeah, I mean, she's like getting ready for her wedding, and this guy's upstairs. Like, oh yeah, I'm getting. Oh yeah, in. Get, I guess getting ready. I'm getting in. Yeah, like, yeah that's true. But <clears throat> yeah, Frank definitely come like come to daddy. <laughs> he definitely got in on that real fast, and um, poor Larry. Oh, and also we should just talk about the fact that his voice is dubbed. It's so fucking funny. And Frank's Frank's yeah yeah. Because it just sounds so funny. Like, it obviously doesn't match his, like, you know, his, like, who he is at all. It doesn't look like his voice whatsoever. Because he's always just like, he looks like the fucking Fonz, like a nerdy little Fonz, like I said, but like a Lost Boys vampire kind of Fonz. And he's just like, come over here. Come Come to daddy. Come to daddy. (laughs) My favorite line from Frank in the entire movie is, don't look at me. (laughs) Don't look at me. Because as we go into the story... Um, he obviously had the cube and gets involved with the Cenobites and he ends up in hell as they would call it. And when they move into the house, they go into the attic kind of area and they're trying to move in and Larry is moving with the movers and he cuts his hand miraculously on this random nail that's sticking out which is yeah, yeah. hilarious because it's just like just the way his hand goes the and way like it's it pokes framed it so slowly and, and like it just it's, like it's slides just like in. like 
the effects on that are definitely kind of questionable, but also Well, hilarious. I mean, if we're being completely fair, like, you could tell that the nail is going nowhere near the inside of his skin. Like, you could yeah. tell it's just, like, lightly, like, rubbing on him, and there's just some paint running down. Yeah, but, so you he, know, he definitely got... The 80s is excusable for things He like got that. cut through his, you know, effects makeup, as we would like to say. And then from there, my favorite part is that... He's like, what am I going to do? I can't do anything. Oh, my God. Where is Julia? Julia! Julia! And the he... fact that, like, <laughs> the fact that he's, his whole thing is like, I can't see blood. I'm about to pass out. But he has enough time to, like, run up toward her. And, like, when he walks into the room and he just has his hand, like, pointed out. It's Julia, like, please help me. Dude, it's literally like when, like, a four-year-old, like, falls. Yes, or, like, it's you like, know, it's a very yeah, childlike move. <laughs> Mommy, I can't look. <laughs> Mommy, please. He runs up. But obviously, in good Hellraiser fashion, when he runs up, he drops some blood so the blood drops into the floorboards and within the floorboards exist the remnants of frank look i'm not gonna lie this whole like like i said this is a perfect movie to me and i love it this part this makes part no fucking sense. sense to me. It, it makes zero make sense. sense to me in the slightest. I don't know I don't, how he still exists. I don't get how Frank is being revived. I don't get how he still exists. I don't get how he's not just trapped inside of this cube. I don't get how not only is like if the blood like went on the cube or something like that, I'd be like, okay. Hellraiser yeah. fans, let us know. Like I'm I sure get that. all the lore is there, but to you feel me, me though, right? Like you get that. I right? love Hellraiser. I've <laughs> I've watched this movie so many times and. I've read the books and everything else, and I feel like regardless of that in this movie, I don't understand how Frank's little, like, being exists under the floorboards. And so Larry's blood obviously drips and revives Frank. And so... From that comes How this... is he in the floorboards? I don't know. <laughs> like, what, what I want to know, too, is... If the blood, it seems like if the blood dripped, because I'm sure the blood dripped on like the staircase or something on the way up. Why is it just the floorboards it's in just the attic that room. specifically? That's where he he accessed see, the cube. See, no, that's I don't where even get that. All he, like, of that happened. Maybe if they were like, because it's like you know, it's like held together by like cum. So maybe if like you know they fucked up there and he like came on the floor in there and then he blood, he you know <laughs> he his brother his brother bled on like you know. His semen that was on the ground. To another Frank. Yeah, that's kind of incest, though. Okay, but you know, it's it happens in Amityville movies. Why can't it happen in Hellraiser? Yeah, I feel like I have no idea how this actually comes to be, and I all I know is that he bleeds and Frank comes back to life. Yeah, and this is some Wishmaster ass shit, which is ten years. See, I later. haven't watched Wishmaster in a while, so I can't speak on it. But you were telling me that it's like basically so, Wishmaster ripped them off. N- no, opposite. I feel like Wishmaster oh, ripped them off. Because, no, no, yeah, that's what yeah, I meant. yeah. That's yeah, yeah. We had it right. I you said it right. But <laughs> I feel like Frank becomes this like little fetus, right? So it's like the rebirth of Frank because he's being reborn from hell. Because he, like, the whole thing when you, like, get the cube, right, is that you're going to hell. And um, after that, like, he didn't want to go to hell, I guess. So he has this tie to the physical world still. And so when he gets the blood, he's coming back. 
and his brother just happened to be the one that could bring him back with his blood. And I don't think it's... Okay, okay, well, hold the fuck up, though. Then how the fuck does he get revived by everyone else's blood? So we talked about that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe it didn't matter if it was his brother or not. He still wanted to come back to the physical world. Why does blood give him skin in general? I don't know. Because that's another thing, you know. He's sucking the life. Out, he's sucking the life out of people. Yeah, like he's a vampire. He's basically a vampire. And, and you know what? And you know what? This whole thing is obviously it came way later. But let the right one in stole <laughs> the plot of Hellraiser because all that's going on is that fucking Ash or not Ashley Lawrence fucking uh, Julia fucking is she's just Ellie. The little vampire chick from bringing the right one bringing in. him he, food. Yeah, or yeah. no, no, no. Ellie's Ellie's taker. Ellie's a dad dude or whatever. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah Ellie's yeah. like accomplice. Her little fucking slave dude or whatever you want to call him is bringing he, food. Yes, he's bringing. Yeah, so it's just Julia's bringing food over to her fucking vampire back at home so she can fuck him. This chick is so, and literally no, that's the, the plot, end all be all is that she wants to fuck him dude, because the she does. Whole plot of this is that she's trying to bring this fucking nerve ending of a, like, sculpture of a fucking human. He looks like a fetus. Dude, he looks fucking disgusting. He looks he, gross. He, looks he like, literally looks like a fetus the whole movie until and like, she brings she enough so men. so horny for this guy? Like, she's like, imagine, like, looking at someone that looks like that and being so horny of the memory of them that you still want to go for it. Like, I can't imagine myself being that down bad. She's with his brother. And marries him. And you want to know what? And wants he to fuck skin. him so bad. That's the one part, though, that drives me nuts. Is that when she finally... So there's this whole, like... Oh, when she finally... Get, and he goes, she goes to kill him. And she's like, no. Not even that. But, like, it. when she finally gets to fuck him is when he's not fully... Like, they didn't get enough people. Oh, yeah. He puts his brother's skin on. Yeah. He skins his own brother who is her husband, that she has clearly fucked before. That she's tired of. Tired of. <laughs> and she has him put the skin on to trick Kirstie. Look, her priorities are and fucked. And she fucks him with the skin on. Her priorities are fucked. So she fucked the same guy. She does not know what she wants. So she was it just the dick then? It like, it wasn't even the guy. It was the dick. Like, it didn't matter. But Come on. at that point, isn't that her husband's dick? Uh, what would be her husband's dick skin? Okay. It's his dick skin. So it's still her husband's dick, too. Yeah. And if the dick skins, we have to assume they're, like, about the same size, too, if the whole skin's going over it. You know what I mean? Like, so she's literally just, she's just fucking her husband, dude. She's just fucking her husband. She killed everyone for no one. She's fucking her husband while Frank is, while it's, like, just Frank going, come to daddy. Come That's to all daddy. she wants. She just wanted him to say, "Come to daddy." Come to you daddy. You could just fucking. Also, the weird thing is, that. is that Uncle Frank says, "Come to daddy" to Kiersey, which is really fucking weird. Yeah, and at that point, you're does that almost make, like bring up the question, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is he uh, her uh, daddy? But then if he's saying that to her too, like, chill, bro. Like, that's weird. Like, it's even like obviously it was already weird before because yeah. it's like your niece, but he, if that's your daughter. It's even weirder, uh, you know? Yeah, I just like. I really, the whole thing, obviously, like, going back to it, she obviously goes to bars and picks up men, and then, like, Frank sucks them dry (laughs) and makes his skin come to life and things like this, and so that 
ultimately he can be a person again. But I think the biggest thing is is that the Kirst- biggest thing. No, I'm, it's not. It's not okay, Kirsty. The not biggest thing. Okay. Is that this whole movie is about an old horny bitch who's so down bad, fucking Julia, that she will stick a slimy dude's fingers in her mouth, and she will bring bald people back to her fucking attic with the promise of fucking them on the floor just so that this slimy bitch that says nothing other than come to daddy and pulls out a little Mm -hmm. fucking Henry Winkler Fonzie little fucking stupid ass knife looks like he's pulling out a hair comb every time and he holds it between like the little like very tips of his fingers like he doesn't even hold it like a knife that that's the movie yeah (laughs) and then the scene about the cool as fuck It's just so funny because that's the honest truth is that she literally has this guy with like no skin, no fingers, just like rub her lips. And it's like the most nauseating scene of the movie. No, dude. He puts his fucking fingers in her mouth, like sticks them in. At first he's rubbing them and then he goes right in with it. And you're like, I know that tastes like pennies. That's fucking disgusting. That is fucking disgusting. Oh. That tastes like rotten flesh and pennies. And he and can, she's like jizzing to it, dude. She's so into it. It's so fucking it's gross. So gross. <laughs> it's so nasty. Okay, but anyway, I guess we should introduce Ashley Lawrence, too, because that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Which, by the way, I just want to say real quick. Ashley Lawrence is my favorite celebrity I've ever, like, had the privilege of speaking to in my life. And also, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to flex for a second. She follows me on my personal and my podcast Instagram and on Twitter. So we're we're basically besties. Besties. <laughs> but She's Ashley Lawrence is genuinely, like, just so sweet, so down to earth, like, so nice. Like, she fucking, like, does volunteer work and, like, donates and shit. And, like, she's a good person all around. I love her. She's so sweet. And also, I think she is only good actors in this movie besides doug bradley doug bradley is also fucking awesome and like the cenobite's all great but like you know in a, in a movie of subpar acting which i love like it all fits the vibe of the movie for sure and it wouldn't be the movie it is without it but ashley lawrence is like just such a standout actress in this she's so good yeah i think she's one of my favorite final girls i think she might be my well I uh, have, let me go back to texas chainsaw again sally uh fuck my what they world, did to sally in the remake though you do watch the Texas Chainsaw remake, right? Yes. Fuck them for bringing Sally back in that remake and it fucking was... destroying her legacy like that. Oh man, she's not even alive anymore, is she? I don't know. The That's... original, te- yeah, the original actor, she's not alive. I so don't. I'm like, know. fuck you. That's like... outside of my realm of knowledge because you know that I've not. So, fun fact: I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but. When I was a kid, my dad was always like, that's the one movie you can't watch, which is funny because I watched all the fucked up shit when I was like seven. Yeah. That was the one movie he was like, you can't watch that. So I'm missing out on a lot. So I've been catching up. Yeah. I, I, Caleb and I talked about it, but I just watched the remake and I was just like, what the fuck is this? Anyways, I did not like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, Would you rate the remake? A one. A one? You hate it that much? I didn't hate it that much. I know it's getting a lot of flack, and I will say, uh, I guess I'll just say this now, because, like, this is coming out on uh, Monday, so right before February, I think, like, two days later, I'm going to be releasing an episode that's, like, it's, like, a mild discussion on the new Scream, 
mm-hmm. on Scream Five. Yeah, and then it's like it's like it's like sixty five percent Scream Five, and then it's probably like thirty five percent um the new Texas Chainsaw because we were supposed to just talk about Scream Five, but then when I compared a couple things to like Texas Chainsaw, yeah. and like we're talking about it, and then we just went to Texas Chainsaw for like probably like the rest of it. So that's coming out on Patreon like very soon. But I uh, will just say real quick. I didn't hate it that much. I gave it like a three at first, but then I also fell asleep during like the house scene. And I won't talk about it like now because I did talk about it later, but I thought the house scene was a lot shorter than it was. And Um, then when I realized, like when I went back to rewatch it, I realized it was like 15 minutes long and I missed more than I thought I did. And then I went down to a 2.5 because I really didn't like that scene too much. Yeah, give it a uh, star. Give it a star. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's a little rough just because I know they did do a lot of like hot takes and some stupid shit. And like, I know some people were like, oh, it's like, why do you have to make it political? Blah, blah, blah. And like, I don't agree that like everything, like, I get it. Like, not everything has to be political, but I'm like, things can be political and like a certain line. Yeah. Like, I don't care like if it is or isn't, like, whatever, depending on how you do it. But I feel like what they did bring up just wasn't really necessary for the movie because they used a, okay, I guess I could say this. They, did like a school shooter thing, you know? Yeah. With like a whole thing with like one of the characters. But the way that they did it was I feel like they made this character go through that thing so that she could be scared of Leatherface later. At least that was the vibe I got from it. And I just felt like you don't really need anything to be scared of Leatherface. You know, I don't need this backstory. And they didn't really do anything with it. Like they brought it up one time as like a flashback. She was like, oh shit, that's crazy. And then it comes back up like one other time later. When, like, Leatherface is coming after her, she's like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta man up now, and I gotta, like, you know, go beat him up, because things happened to me before, but I'm like, I don't really get that, like, I feel like you could just have that thought anyway, so it just felt like they were just tossing it in for, like, a, like, a rise out of people, you know, just because it happens a lot in the real one-on-one, and obviously it's terrible, like, school shootings are fucking horrible, but it is a very prevalent thing that happens, you know, just like in America and whatnot. But I feel like them bringing up that up was just kind of like a little cheap shot, like kind of just bringing it up for not, no reason just to get a rise and yeah. like a reaction. But everything else to do with that, like I did like a lot of the kills in the movie, like the the opening kill with like, uh, I'll just say it's slightly like the bone, you know, and shit. Mm-hmm. That was fucking awesome. I love that. I liked a lot of the kills. I thought some of it was unrealistic. Some of the, the story was like pretty shit. I mean, yeah, the plot it was just like, didn't whatever. make sense to me. Like to me, the whole thing is just like the plot of most Texas Chainsaw reboots and like remakes, whatever, are shit. And I like this yeah. one a little more than I like the other ones. So yeah, I feel like for me, I the one the biggest thing that I had with that was just why are we going to a small town to rebuild something that really just doesn't make any sense? Yeah. Um. I just didn't understand why they were in the small town and then like the sister aspect of it and everything else. And like, I didn't understand why there were so many people there. Like, why are we have why are we on a bus? Why are we having parties? Like, I just like they did explain it. It was just kind of it just didn't, mold like, over, you know, like it was there, yeah. but it wasn't. It just to me, like, I just didn't see the full picture of the story. And like the kills were cool. I got the whole like, I think the biggest and like strongest aspect of it was when she finds the deed to the house and they're like oh shit we fucked up yeah 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 yeah. we did not do this right like we totally screwed this person over and that kind of gave it like a rely like a reviving aspect to the reason why leatherface was doing what he was doing yeah it wasn't just that his mom died 
Because his mom did die. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that was, like, horrible. And he puts his mother's face yeah, on yeah, him yeah. and, like, things like that, which is also weird. But he was obviously out for blood because they fucked his mother over. And for me, I was like, you know what? I get that revenge yeah, yeah. aspect. And I feel that. Like, that made the story so much stronger for me. The, the reason why they were like the reason why they were even there was where I was like, this makes no sense. Yeah. Like, why are you there? Why are you okay. in this town? So that I was able to forgive because I was like, it's just like them gentrifying like an area. It was just so small. I know. But like, I get that's what they were trying to do. And I get it, you know, because mm-hmm. they were doing a very like, uh, like, PC new generation like this that yada yada kind of take yeah, on the Leatherface yeah, yeah, thing yeah. like that's why you have the scene in the bus you know with like yeah. the cancel thing the cancel, and like yeah. yeah and all that which also like I would have liked that scene if it was one or two people doing that but the fact that it was the whole bus was fucking stupid and unrealistic yeah. I was like nah there would have been people like nah bro he has a chainsaw like back the fuck up but like yeah that's just what they were trying to do so that's why I did excuse a lot of the things that I feel like other yeah. people aren't excusing because I'm like I get what they're trying to do and I get why people are mad about it too because like a lot of people like even though there are a lot of people that like you know like the pc culture and like how things are going this that blah blah there is still a very big push against it and it's still probably i'd say like the majority that do push against it the most like yeah. the, it's just the people that are like you know really adamant about it are like really big on twitter and really big on other areas that like you know kind of like sound like it's the voice of like everything and like you know they it is a vast majority that like people do get canceled and stuff and like so yeah. it's like it's overwhelmingly there all the time but like there is a big push against it so i feel like anytime someone sees something that's like you know pc or on the side of it or is trying to like play on that i feel like immediately there's like a just a huge like overwhelming group of people that are like nah fuck this and like i get it i get it completely but i do get the take they were doing and i liked it a little bit but again like I think it was a severely mid movie. Like it was yeah, like, I feel like I don't think it was a one. I think that's a little harsh. And I think that's what, but I think, sorry guys. But no, I don't think you have to say sorry to anyone. I think that that's the overwhelming take. Have you seen the letterbox on it? It's like a 2.1 overall. Yeah. So I like, feel like it's really bad. I don't like most people are giving it like a two on average, but like, I just think it was a little better than a two. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not arguing and being like, Hey, this is a five star movie. I think it pretty much, I mean, final note about like anything about it beside that stuff. Leatherface looked like shit. Yeah, he looked goofy. He looked terrible. That's like, he looked goofy the, even after he put his mom's fucking face on. He looked worse when he put his mom's yeah. fucking face on. That's when he started looking like shit. I feel like, the, overall, yes, hitting all the points that you said 100% makes sense, but I feel like Texas Chainsaw as a whole has, like, the reputation of a family that lives in like a shitty town and it's like these outback people like i don't know if that's offensive to say sorry but Uh, i just feel like it's people from a small town that live a certain type of lifestyle yeah but remember 3d with that chick with the blue eyes (laughs) come on cuzzo go get him cousin i just feel like they didn't hit that mark for me in a way where it was like they were trying to make it too political in a way that the story just didn't make fucking sense. So, but I did like. Why do f- you have a big ass bus in you the middle what? of a tiny like? <laughs> it's literally like. <laughs> look, dude. You look like you're, you look bus. like you're on a field trip to. 
to Elon Musk's house. To like, it's like I just <laughs> went look to, like a space I just went to Knott's bus. recently, and like Knott's has like Pioneer Town, right, or mm. what Ghost Town. Mm. It looked like they're like we're gonna take a party bus to Ghost Town. I do agree at Knott's, and we're gonna make a movie out of it. Like it was just. Where was the storyline other than the fact that they were trying to take over this house that made no sense? She's trying to rebuild a life with her sister. You know what I do really like, though? But the gentrification thing is a good point because yeah. I didn't I didn't pick up on that like 100 percent. at first. I would like to rewatch Texas Chainsaw. That is one thing. Yeah, I, I only watched it once. I just feel same like with Scream 5, too. Same. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, Scream 5. We'll get into that later. I gave that. Two. We're supposed to be talking about her. I also gave it a two and a half. I gave it like two stars. But Texas Chainsaw, I get it. I get where they were going. Did I like it? Yeah. No. I just, I don't know. I am like, when I when I look at Texas Chainsaw, I'm like, was Leatherface bussing down on some people? And he was bussing down on some people. But not so as like well as he could have been. No, but I did get a montage of him like chainsawing people in a bus. So like, yeah. one thing I did really like too though was that I like the aspect that they got ran out of their original house. And also, I will say this is a big thing for me too. This was more of a requel than Scream was. Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw was a legit requel. They didn't reference any other. Texas Chainsaw movie, really. They didn't like go off of the storyline of the second one, of any of the remakes, the reboots, or anything. It was a direct sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw. Scream 5? That wasn't a requel. Okay, but I They will... referenced every other Scream movie, and it was basically. It was but just Scream, Scream 5. Scream always references itself. No, yeah, but Scream it's 5 was. like a but super, the... like, meta movie. Yeah, but their whole thing about Scream 5 was that it was a requel. You know, they were like, yeah. hey, this is a requel, like, blah, blah, blah. But the whole thing, like, a requel is like Halloween 2018, where it's a direct sequel to the original movie or something like that. Like, it's ignoring all of the other ones, and it's just a sequel to the original. And they kept saying, like, they kept making, like, points about, like, it being a requel. But it wasn't a requel. It was yeah. just a sequel to Scream. Because they talked about, like, Gail's bangs. They, like, mentioned, like, Kirby still being alive. They talked about events and, like, other movies. And, like, yeah. they were like, oh, well, this happened before. And we went through this that's, this, this that's many times true. and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I was like, it was just weird that, like, you know, their biggest point in Scream 5 was that it's a requel. And that, like, horror movie fans are going to be mad about it being a requel. And they're going to be pissed about this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, Randy's niece said the whole thing. Yeah. Um. But the whole time I was watching it, I was like, but this isn't a requel. Like, they it's were more not, like acknowledging it was more that it like, was, that, or that requels They were existed. recreating scenes of a previously made movie yeah. while trying to make it a requel. Yeah. But also trying to make it, like, meta by being, which I always thought Scream was cool because it was, like, Jamie Kennedy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He's... Randy. Talking about how they're in a horror movie and what's going to happen next and this and that. And then they're trying to do that in Scream 5, but they're talking about Jamie Kennedy's perspective of being in Scream 1. Yeah, yeah. And so it doesn't feel like a requel. It feels like they're just recreating it Yeah. in a way that's like more new-aged. 
with but it is all a weird thing too because at the time Easter requels eggs. didn't exist but requels shouldn't have easter eggs if it's a requel yeah. like i think they could have easter eggs and like you know light things but like when you're they were fully, super heavily like, yeah doing in that Scream in five, five like they were yeah. fully like it wasn't even just like easter eggs it's but like they were talking up, like, about like as if everything also did how do you happen. have a requel with people who are from the original film I think you could do that, too, because, I mean, well, you could do that, too, because, like, with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, you know, like, she's still a sequel to the original, you know, she just, like, she didn't have the events of, like, of Halloween 2, like, in the hospital and everything or anything like that, or, like, you know, her character dying, because, you know, in the original Halloween timeline, she dies in, what, H2O? No, after H2O, I think. I can't remember, but I'm remember she a, like falls off the I'm fucking. I'm not a Halloween fan, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair. But she falls off the side of like a fucking balcony and just like dies in one of them. So like her character did technically die in the Halloween franchise, but they brought her back because they ignored all the other ones. So like that's why they were able to bring Jamie Lee back for 2018 and kills and uh, Halloween ends. You know, like I think it's next year, this year. I think it's this year. Um, yeah. But anyway, like yeah, that's like. That's why you can do that with a requel. I don't know. I mean, like, the discussion of requels is a whole other topic, but... Yeah. I guess we should get back to Hellraiser. Yeah. But yeah, those are our thoughts about other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I guess uh, if you want to go hear more about those two movies, uh, talk about it with uh, Stude Stefan on uh, Patreon. It'll be out, like, little... I think the day after this episode, like, it'll be out. Um, and also, Marilyn Burns did die. She died in August, August 5th of uh, 2014. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I was also kind of pissed about them putting Sally in because I was like, yeah, bro, you don't got to do that. Like, I don't, I don't know. Her just being in, uh, one more thing, her being in there did not have to happen because she, uh, this is fucking pissing me off. I I feel like. Her character isn't a character who would have like, she's not Jamie Lee Curtis. She wouldn't have dwelled on Leatherface for the next fucking 40 years or whatever the fuck. And I think they also said, if I remember right, I think they also she was said was related like to him. Like, like Jamie Lee Curtis makes sense yeah, because she's related sense, to like, him and he haunts her. Yeah. This didn't and make even sense. though that was thrown in, that was stupid and that wasn't like yeah. the original story, like that's still a whole other thing. But like, either way, like even if she wasn't related to him, like Michael like was adamantly stalking her for so long. Either way, like he's going after her. Her, she like got on the fucking back of a fucking truck and was screaming bloody murder and was like, get the, the fuck the out of here vibe that i ever get from that when she's like you know screaming at the end is she's never going to texas again yeah she's getting the fuck out of here and the fact that she's even still in texas pisses me off i'm like that's bullshit she's not waiting for you forever and then yeah that's all okay anyway back to hellraiser um so yeah let's introduce ashley lawrence (laughs) (laughs) we're going on a tangent so um yeah the dad calls ashley lawrence her name is kirstie in this also like you mentioned earlier Throws me off her name isn't Christy. I thought Kirstie. it was Christy for so long. Kirsty Cotton. Kirsty. Kirsty Cotton. Yeah. Um, so he calls and he goes, You gonna come over? You gonna hang out at the house for all? She's like, I got a room. And he's like, You'll like my house. And she goes, You'd like this room. <laughs> You'd like-, like my room, Dad. I don't want to be around you. Which is a clear sign that she does not like Julia, just saying. Yeah, it's just like she just gets like and is Julia Julia's her stepmom, right? Like, yes. Yeah. That's okay. not her mom. It's okay, her yeah. stepmom. Which is the vibe that you get right away is yeah. that she does not like her stepmother. Because I don't even think that's like very thoroughly expa- explained, but like mm-hmm. if you see her for a second, you're like, that's her stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> like Julia just a, like she has a mullet. A mullet. She has a fucking mullet. It's like a, the see through mullet. She looks like Max yeah. Mom from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. One hundred percent. If she was a redhead. <laughs> Max mom with a red 
if she was a redhead oh, it's fuck. bad it's not good and i like that conversation too because right when she says you'd like this room it just immediately like cuts and it goes to the next scene like it's just like it's a very comical cut that they did mm-hmm. there <laughs> and then we like cut over and this is where like julia's walking by and like the workers are, like moving a mattress upstairs and one of them's like hey you got any beer and she's like uh, i think of the first and she goes to walk by and then like the dad's just like Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do. Oh, go do fucking. And not like I'm doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then I love that he walks back with a full six pack on like the fucking like little like yeah. uh, the ones that like uh, kill turtles and ducks. You yes, know, like the little the, uh, pl- like plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he like yeah. has it in that and just tosses him the whole tosses six pack. Tosses it to him. Like here you go, <laughs> dude. Can you imagine tossing a six pack like that to someone? Like you're no. gambling, like with so much. You're gambling that they're gonna catch all of it. You're gambling that they're gonna catch it, and like some of it isn't. You're gonna fall off from the weight and like explode on the floor. Like that's such a dangerous game. Throwing a fucking six pack. <laughs> there Wait, you go, bro. In that Eileen Warnos movie, did you get to the part where Eileen Warnos fucking clocks the dude in the face with a four pack? <laughs> so funny <laughs> also i don't think daniel farrens will listen to this episode because i don't think he'll go that much into my stuff but uh uh i might talk about this on scream later i probably will but if i don't if i forget to he blocked me recently uh we did an episode on eileen warnos american boogie woman and i was like hey you want to talk to me a little bit uh i'm gonna ask you some questions and i'm not gonna hold back but like i think people would respect you if you know you actually like talked about some of uh you know this shit and then he blocked me so my plan he right now no and words. if any of you guys tell him i'll f- fucking i don't know what i'll do because you're on the internet but don't fucking do it i'm gonna try so he doesn't he knows my name but I, he still he didn't block horse soup and i follow him on horse soup so i'm gonna message him on horse soup and i don't know if i'm gonna use a fake name or if i'm just gonna admit my name i think i'm gonna admit it and then if he asks my name, I'm going to give him a fake name. Because here's the thing. I was trying to be very transparent with him at first. I was being very polite. Fair. I you think, read the messages. I think Caleb approached it in the most professional way. Yeah. And I think that he was embarrassed or a maybe... A little bitch about it. No, he's not embarrassed. He not knows embarrassed. Exactly I don't think he wants to be asked the questions that are fair to ask. And so I think it's fair to ask those questions. Like... You are making movies about people that truly exist and things that really happened. Yes. And your films are not that great. And I don't think that they shed things, not just, you know, the characters. They're not characters. They're real people. And I think that's the problem that I have is that they're not characters. They're real people and real, um, you know, people who committed crimes. If someone wants to ask you questions about that... Because you you can't have material that you're basing off of a fictional character. If you have material that's based off a fictional character, you can ride whatever wave yeah, do you whatever want. do whatever you want. But if you're basing things off of things that really happened and characters that really existed, humans that really existed and humans that were really killed, then you need to have some line of respect. And, and, you need- if, you're, and if you're not, at least... Don't sit in your little fucking bubble where all these people that are that just like want a conversation because I can tell what he's doing. He's doing interviews with people who are like small or like, you know, not that big or whatever and are just like excited to be talking to like any kind of like, you know, director, like writer that Mm -hmm. has like any kind of affiliation, anything like moderately big. And 
they're not asking him heavy questions. They're just asking him the basic stuff like, oh, where'd yeah. you write this? Where'd you do this? Oh, this is so cool, blah, blah, blah. So he's living in this little fucking bubble of people that are just saying nice things to him, and he's blocking anyone that gives him any kind of negativity and like uh, just ignoring them. I mean, like you don't make four true crime horror movies like because they're horror movies they're not true crime movies you don't make four you don't make four horror movies with a true crime title on them to get attention because obviously the only reason he's doing it is because he knows people will click on them looking for the very popular true crime stories and will find his movie thinking it's some kind of like documentary or like adaption or something that they'll get real information from you don't make four of those that are rated under 1.5 stars on every platform without knowing that you're just doing it for the clicks and the attention and for like the easy money and he has great documentaries that he's made right like crystal like crystal lake memories and never sleep again never sleep again scream the inside story amazing Um, documentaries um, like great insight like you should terrible amityville documentary he made a really racist amityville documentary i didn't watch that (laughs) it's a history channel documentary uh, don't he made another amityville documentary that's not too bad i feel like if you're going to address and I, I told Caleb this earlier, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is obviously based on the Sharon Tate murder as well. But I feel like there's a different twist at the end. You kind of already understand that. Like Tarantino has addressed that he wasn't trying to recreate the crime. Yeah. That he was kind of just making a fictional tale. But if you don't See, address the difference it, with Daniel Farrens is that the only time I've seen someone ask him any question even related, it wasn't like asking it like the right way it was kind of just asking like hey you know some people might have something to say about this or that what do you how do you treat like uh the victims and the real people in the story and what he had to say is i always respect the victims i always try to be very active this that blah 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 and i was like see that's when i got really pissed off and i was like i want to talk to you and interview you because yeah. i was like you're lying like mm-hmm. you're straight up lying because and you know you're lying but like i said again he's just living in this bubble yeah. and hearing nice things so well, if he gets to interview what? him, if I'm he... excited because he needs to speak. What I don't get to is that, like, I'm pretty sure he probably just, like, I, I want to assume that he either just, that he just saw the post and just blocked me immediately because he yeah. saw, like, something slightly negative. And he was like, oh, fuck this. But if I, like, I wonder if he did listen to any of the episode because if he did listen to the episode, he would, li- he would hear me, like, shitting on him a lot, obviously. Yeah. But I would also, I, d- I said in that episode that somehow I do like him because i have seen like all of his movies i've seen all yeah. of his documentaries and i did like say too like i like all of his documentaries i think they're really good i think he's a good documentary maker but i don't think he's a good movie maker because all of his movies are really disrespectful but like i did say too like i have watched all your shit so like you know i'm not gonna be a full-on hater and say like hey fuck all this like i might like not like it all but i have watched all of it so like i think i didn't i, I did say a lot of negative things but like I think the, I had a fair discussion yeah. about it and I told the truth about the movies that I watched, you know? Yeah, I feel so. like the biggest thing... Daniel, you're a bitch. Last note there is like, you can be... Last note, I want to schedule a <laughs> WWE fight with you IRL. I'm over trying to interview you. I want to fucking fight you, you asshole. You can make great movies. <laughs> you can make great movies are great documentary films about real things that have happened, but if you're going to make movies about it, at least make sure that you're, you know, first like, of I all, can, I can portraying give you, it well. I can give you your props for the good things you did while also 
calling you out for the bullshit you did. Like, that's how shit works. If you're going to put things out in the world, like, I put shit out in the yeah, world. you should be and open And people to are going to call me out on, like, things that they don't like that I say or do or whatever. But then people might, like, you know, maybe they'll respect other things. Maybe they won't. Either fucking way, that's your opinion. You need to it's be open to mind. criticism. Yeah, be open to criticism. Don't make all these fucking true crime movies that aren't true crime movies. And then act like you're not doing something bullshit because you're an asshole, dude. Yeah, you don't make true crime movies by fluffing a story to profit. You yeah, make true know. crime you movies. You know, this guy's being a real fucking Joss Whedon right now. He's <laughs> pissing me off. You know what, asshole? You know what? Anyways, I don't know you, but please, if you have words, please share them. Don't be a bitch. Yeah, just talk to me because the more that you're like ignoring me and not like purposely on some bullshit like if you're ignoring me on like you know just some you know not interested in talking to me that's fine i'm not gonna pressure you but when you're being a bitch that's different anyway don't kiss your dad on the mouth i'm really uncomfortable with the fact that ashley lawrence kissed Kissed larry on the mouth on the mouth Yeah. yeah i didn't like that also like it wasn't even just like the dad thing it was more like i just didn't want ashley lawrence doing that to yeah, him, I feel like, like that's like didn't Tom Brady do that? And that everyone thought it was weird. Um, yeah. Um, you know who else? Jim Jones also said recently on a podcast that his mom taught him how to kiss. They would like make out. What? Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I also like that scene where Chris or Kirstie breaks the faucet and the water just sprays all over her. Yes, she's <laughs> trying to figure out how to do something. And then she walks upstairs to Julia and was like, do you have a towel? And she's like all wet for no reason. Like, what? I think that was just a crowd pleaser, honestly. They were like, yeah, hey. She's like, they were like, hey, guys, we want to see Ashley Lawrence hot and wet. <laughs> they were like, let's get a scene. We need her to somehow be covered in water. And I think she was wearing a white t-shirt. But it was not inappropriate for the 80s. But maybe it was. But no. Also, like right after, um, we already talked about it, but when he slashes his hand, the whole time that's going on, Julia's just upstairs, just like basically jerking off in her room, just thinking about Frank. And like in her daydream, too, there's like one scene where she's just laying there with like her butt cheeks, like straight up. And I know I was like, I know it's like like laying there, and like Frank is like getting up. And I think like, what does he say? He says something weird. Come to, her. to daddy. Like, come to daddy. Walk like, uh, lay, lay down away from daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know. I know it's rude to say, but like when someone's butt cheeks are facing straight up like that, and it's just like center shot, I'm always just like, I feel like that room stanks a little bit. You know, it's like booty. Like I don't know if her booty stinks. I'm not saying it does, but like I don't know. When I just see it going straight up like that, and like I know they just like raw dogged it in there, and like he's all slimy the whole time, and yeah, like he's the also room frank. has to have kind of like yeah, there's a little bit of must little, to he's it. He's a little like he's a little raunchy and raunchy. Yeah, and yeah. There has to be kind of like a um a little kind of must to that room. Well, someone who's buying Which, like a like he... a cube and like you know some random like sandy area is like yeah. you know the pro. I don't. I just get the vibe he doesn't shower much. He doesn't look like he showers. And like much. I'm not gonna say that I'm like plentiful on the showers, but like I feel like I'm doing better than like Frank is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. he's in a musty attic. Yeah. Fucking if he's like, Julia. if I mean, he's like discombobulated in a fucking musty yeah. attic and like a gelatin form for like however also, many how do years. You fuck how do you fuck your future husband literally day of you're in the bed fucking him on your wedding dress and then you go get married and he doesn't smell that 
Dude, I, yeah, there has to be some pheromones going on or something like that. I hope she, maybe she showered after? I don't know. I mean, maybe she 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 used the the sweat and the must to to groom her mullet. Not the fucking must, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Like I do get musty vibes from her. Like she's a she's a trifling ass. Uh, for anyone for who sure. has seen Hellraiser two, you know the vibes. So yeah, I mean, she's just a terrible person yeah. all around. <laughs> Julia is not it. She's enemy number one. So. Oh, God. So, well, this is when, like, things get all bloody in the attic, and then he starts to, like, I would call it boiling upward, I guess, through yeah. the floor. And he, like, we were watching a little bit of Dead Meat right before, and uh, he, uh, James Janice pointed something out that I didn't notice, too, but he said, like, it's like his veins were, like, materializing, like, his like his actual veins kind of, like, come up in, like, a really, like, I don't know, they're kind of just, like, bendy looking, and they mm-hmm. kind of, like, form his arms when yeah. he's, like, coming back, because he starts out as, like, just, like, a little bit of goo, then his, like, head starts to come up, and then things start attached to, like, his head, like, his little fucking skeleton, like, neck and, like, torso, yeah. and then, like, the veins come up, and the arms start coming up, and then he's just, yeah, he's just, like, it, I mean, the best way to describe him, like, when he, like, fully materializes, like, just those, like, uh, uh, the scientific like uh, sculptures like the human like nerve system ones you know where they're just real red and like veiny and you see like the whole nervous system and like blah 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 yeah it's like uh if you've ever been to those like body workshops at the science center but they do it out of like wax so practical wise it's a crazy effect it looks like he's like forming but we were looking it up and like I've I've seen in the past like how they did it because it's like so, so is phenomenal. So it like melting or something? Yeah. They like so do they, it backwards probably? They melt it. They have this like figure that they melt from wax and then they have the film like reverse it so that it looks like he's like coming to. But in reality, it's like this wax figure that they have like veins and things like within that they actually melted and then reversed the footage so it looked like he was growing out of the floor, which is... And fucking like, phenomenal it has to be the same thing that you see in movies like the thing and like fright night and stuff like that yeah too, yeah, right? yeah the practical like, effects on that scene are just like top notch and i just so i wish good. like like it's totally something that you could i feel like you could still do and work on like more and like make so much better nowadays mm-hmm. especially if we're doing it like you if, know like imagine something if, like, years ago like people just don't use practicals enough yeah. and obviously there are still some people using practicals and when they do like it usually comes out really fucking cool but like i just think of stuff like that and like you know like Stuff like the brain. Did I ever show you the brain from 1988 or I tell you to watch it? Uh, I don't think so. You would fucking love it, dude. It's yeah. so slimy and weird. And like the intro is like, I would say it's very like almost like Hellraiser mixed with like Nightmare on Elm Street because it feels like dreamish, but also just mm-hmm. like fucking like hellfire like inside yeah. of a room. It's crazy. But like, yeah, just I wish there were more practicals nowadays, man. Yeah, practical like the practical effects in this movie, I think, are what like makes it like so great. But, and yeah. I wouldn't even say they're the most like they're the most insane I've ever seen, or, like the craziest. You know, like they're not the pinnacle for me. Mm-mm. It's just like everything in this movie. It's like just kind of ties together. It's like it's Frank's voice being dubbed, and like pretty much everyone else like having their. I think everyone else just has their voice, honestly, for the most part. I feel like Julia might be dubbed. I don't know. Um, but like you know, like his dubbed voice, like the sliminess, the fucking like the fact that when like all the Cenobites start coming in like it almost just changes the vibe from the entire movie and then it's like Ashley Lawrence is just like brutal screams and like just her her will to fight back like in every moment yeah. like everything just kind of like ties together really well and also just the just the chains I love when chains rip people apart like that's pretty crazy yeah. 
I feel like once. Wait, the chains. You is that like? It's like Yu Gi Oh, dude. <laughs> the fucking Exodia, the five pieces of Exodia. I'm not there. Hey, look, if anyone listening, if you know, you know. All right, moving on. I was like, on. I'm not there. If you know, you know. Moving on. I was not a Yu-Gi-Oh person. Sorry, fam. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh is no, crazy, um, I feel like once Frank comes back and they're kind of like Kirstie comes into play, she is outside. So she she has like weird vibes about Kirstie, right? Like, or Kirstie has weird vibes about Julia. She feels like there's something going on. She goes to like lunch or something with her dad and then he's like, oh, she's just not happy. And she's like, what's going on? And they're like trying to figure it out. And she's obviously staying in her room that is better than the house. And so she ends up spying on Julia. And when she spies on Julia, she catches her bringing a man back to the house. That and she does. so from there, she kind of, this is the water scene where she's like spraying water on herself. And she goes into the house. She sees that. Wait, is that now? I think that was earlier. But I feel like we've been backtracking. And you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Just go on. But anyways, you're right, you're right. so anyways, like we've kind of addressed this, but essentially, she catches Julia in the act of trying to bring a guy to Frank, and um, she asks her for a towel. She like sprays water on herself. Julia's acting like a psycho. This whole thing happens, and then from there. She realizes that Julia has been bringing men home mm. and that's where she sees Frank and Frank comes out of the actual like attic area and he literally tells her come to daddy like in a creepy way and so she freaks out she grabs the the cube and then the cenobites come and the cenobites basically tell her have we talked about this already no, but I do want to say, like, when <laughs> when Frank just, like, makes that rash decision to, like, just walk out of that room and, like, reveal himself to Ashley Lawrence. Yeah. Why the fuck did he do that? He didn't have to. He she wouldn't have even like, known. No, there's no fucking way she would have known or, like, you know, even yeah. went over there or anything. Like, the fact that he randomly just burst open, he's like, hey, come to daddy. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. Are you fucking stupid, dude? I feel like she obviously <laughs> thought that Julia was cheating at the point. Like she knew. Um, I don't know why he jumps out, but it kind of progresses everything <laughs> in a weird way. Um, she finds the cube. And then from there, she takes the cube and she solves it. And anyone that solves the cube basically summons the Cenobites and mm -hmm. you're going to go to hell mm -hmm. or Leviathan. You're going to be summoned to Leviathan for those who know Hellraiser. Um, and so the Cenobites come to her and they want to basically take her to Leviathan to become a part of them. And my favorite part is just like, you know, the whole time they're just like, no, fuck you, we're taking you. And then she's like, well, what I if have like, Frank. She's like, what if I have someone else? And they're like, well, what if we want you? Yeah. But I do love it the second movie too. Like when like when like Pinhead comes back, he's basically just like, oh, you again? <laughs> like, yeah. Why do I want to spare you again, you fucker? <laughs> so... <laughs> 
Exactly. So wait, also, also, wait, wait, wait. When fucking um, when Frank first pops out, like he's saying shit like, "I bet you make your daddy so proud" and shit like that. But at one point, the subtitles were going on because he's in like the background, and yeah. it just said, "Echoing dot 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 daddy." Dot 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 daddy. Yeah, said echoing daddy, daddy. And you just hear him. He's in the background. He's like, Daddy, 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 Daddy. Um, and this is when we start to cut back and forth between like, you know, shots of just like Ash Lawrence freaking out, yeah. Frank standing there in his daddy position. And then there's just like roses. Why are the roses daddy. popping on the screen? I don't understand. They're like carnations, like blooming and things, and it's, it's like it's cool. It it's, looks cool, but I just don't visually. I don't, know why. I don't visually. I get it, but I don't. I don't know if there's like some underlying meaning that I yeah, just don't yeah. understand. But it also is creepy because all the words that are surrounding it are "daddy" from a daughter and an uncle. Wait. What if the rose is a pussy, and it's that's why it's blooming open? It's like a. You know, to uh, when it's getting aroused and it's that's it's. Gross. I feel like, dude, I literally feel like that's what it is. If this move, like, legitimately, if this movie has fucking cum coming out of the fucking, out of the puzzle piece, and there's fucking like maybe little eggs later, they're fucking the, the whole movie. It's all about like seducing people and bring them over. Why wouldn't that rose blossoming open? Because you know, I've heard people call a rose a pussy. Yeah. Like not super often, but you know, like I've heard it. It is a thing. So, like, what if that rose blooming well, is, like... it's like a flower, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. Uh, or a flower, yeah. Yeah, I just... I don't know. Dude, That's that is definitely an aroused vagina. That's exactly what that is. From his daughter. Gross. Um... If or maybe it's Julia. Moment, I don't remember. Ju- I think I would. I would probably assume it's like Julia. You know, Julia is aroused by the fact that she's winning, but she's not because yeah. she doesn't win. Um, I think it maybe just might be like just the whole like seduction or like sexual yeah. sexual aspect of it in general, just like you know playing such a big pivotal role in the story. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Because like it could be like, like the story blossoming, but it's also her pussy. Well, because I feel like part of that, if I'm like remembering correctly, because we just watched it, but it's been a second. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot when Julia is trying to distract. Larry, right? Larry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry yeah. from uh-huh. Frank while Frank is like fucking oh, with wait. We didn't even mention the fact that Frank fucking walked in, stared at them, and then sliced a rat in half. Yeah. Like so... that dude is just like he's just playing weird games. Well, yeah, because obviously Kirstie figures out what's going on and she gets freaked out. And so she ends up leaving. So that was like kind of the thing. It was like she finds the laminate con laminate 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 configuration she finds the puzzle box and she leaves with it and then she unlocks it and they basically tell her like they're trying to fuck with her and she's like no i have someone that escaped you guys and i'll let like will you let me go if you take him and so she basically opens up frank for grabs for Pinhead and the other Cenobites. And when that's happening, there's Larry who comes home and Frank is there and he's not fully formed yet. He's still gross and like sticky and nasty. And they basically 
She's trying to distract Larry. Because they hear from, some noises. He wants to yeah. go upstairs, check if there's like a robber or something mm-hmm. like that. And she's like seducing him a little bit to like try mm-hmm. to get him to stay away. And then like after he finds out there isn't a robber, he's like, all right, let's go fuck now. And then like she's laying there and Frank's walking toward them out of the closet. He's just hiding in the closet for some reason. I don't know how he got there from the end. Yeah. But he's coming out of the closet. He's just walking toward her. He pulls out his little The little knife that he has. And then she's just going, no, no, please, no. Which also on the other side, we should also talk about the fact that the fact that she said no and please and stop like seven, nine times, something like that. And Larry does not stop whatsoever. And then when he finally does, he's like. Oh, you never know what you fucking want, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's wait. gross. Like, like she literally like, begs maybe, for him know, to maybe stop. Maybe that's why she's cheating yeah. on him. Maybe yeah. there's some other stuff going on that we don't know about because that was a little problematic. She tells him to stop like a bunch of times, and then there's Frank in the background, and Frank's slicing, just over there, slicing, slicing a rat because you think he's gonna go kill Larry, and then he's just like he just pulls out a rat, sticks the knife in it, and just slices it in half, and she's just like. No, like okay. And then he stops and says, "I don't know what you want." Which, come on, dude. She literally she said no. She, she said, literally said, she said stop, stop like seven. She times. said no, and so stop how do you not know what she wants? You she literally exactly says stop and wants. please. So you know what those words mean. <laughs> right, you asshole. know what those words mean. Um, <laughs> Fucking dick, dude. But after that, we yeah. should talk about. She goes into the dimension. Basically, we should just yeah. We'll cut over that. We're about there anyway. In our wraparound, bouncing around way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in our roundabout way. So she's like, basically like kind of going into the dimension, but like before she like meets the Cenobites and shit, she goes into a dimension where like this little worm dude is like, it's almost like popping out of a box just trying to like bite mm-hmm. her. And it kind of looks like a, I don't know if you've seen it, but Amityville 3D. Mm-hmm. There's like a little lizard creature in it that breathes fire and it kind of looks like that, but like a Jack in the Box version of it, I guess. No, but also like... Too. A little like you know what it looks like. It looks like a the twin head in Malignant. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the best Giallo movie of 2021. <laughs> oh gosh! Fun fact: that was the first movie I saw back in theaters. Um, oh shit! That must have I... been more fun in theaters than at home, though. Like... Okay, but. Think about this. No, I know, but I, I hadn't still seen a movie in theaters yeah, for okay, two yeah, no, 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 years. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. And the first movie that I saw in theaters was Malignant. <sighs> yeah, that sucks. Thanks a lot, James Wan. <laughs> but, Thank you, know, you James look, Wan. Look, we, we can't go on a tangent on Malignant, though. I that's, do it. That's I've, him getting Marissa, a budget. I've and... gone on a Malignant tangent every horror soup episode for the last like four months. <laughs> I feel like that's someone who got okay. Well, he has. I haven't. This is a man. Who has made a bunch of movies and made a bunch of money, and they were like, "This is the this is the like James the Magnolia." Wan. Yeah, this is the big the Magnolia James of Wan James movie. Wan. He was like, "They this is James Wan stuffing James Wan down your throat." I get to do whatever I want. Let me make a movie, and it was like Blade meets like Resident Evil. Resident Evil meets I don't fucking know, man. Don't like, give it anything else. The 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 scene where it like turns its head, I just feel like it should have. You know the scene where, um, in Scary Movie Two, where they're fighting the guy with the hand. No, you know and the they're scene like the Charlie, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with that guy with the double face. Yeah. Um... <laughs> He turns it off 
<laughs> Anyways, malignant. Malignant fucking sucks. I think I gonna... gave that one star too. Look, I'm not gonna wrap around that. Malignant fucking. Anyways, sucks. we're gonna go back to. Howard. I think I gave malignant maybe like one and a half, but I would go lower. <laughs> for I don't sure. know. Because I can't imagine myself like watching it again and having fun. I can only imagine myself having less fun watching it again. So I feel like I'd go lower. Bro, that was like. <laughs> I don't even know what that and that was my first movie back into the theaters. I'm still salty about that, James Wan. I can't believe you did that to me. Yeah, James Wan is kind of a <laughs> I dick. I should have known better. I should have known better. So anyway, with that thing, I also okay, I'm gonna mo- do one more movie comparison to that. Okay. So it's a lizard ver no oh, never mind, two more. <laughs> it's you know that giant um what was it? The giant lizard in SpongeBob? The giant, the the, the, the eel, the, the, the cave, uh, the, the it's a worm, it's a worm, it's a wor- um, yeah, the big yeah, worm, yeah, yeah, yeah. the sandworm or whatever <laughs> it is. Worm. It's basically a tremor. The it, it, okay, never mind. Three more, three more. Hold on, hold on. Three you more, just three more. Another one that on, I already on, know. Which one I have one more. I have one more though. I'm done. It's that. <laughs> it's whatever you want to call it. It's oh shit. It's the sandworm. It's the fucking uh, malignant face. Fucking. <laughs> giant worm it's but it's the indiana jones rock chasing after But she escapes. She ends back up in the hospital with a puzzle box, which also, I don't get how she is in a gown in yeah. the hospital, but she still has the puzzle box. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is when it starts, like, it gets tased. Yeah. <laughs> and she's freaking out. I'm she's... just imagining someone tasing a rose now. Yeah, that's that's where. It gets... Wait, no. I... <laughs> you know when if you see those videos of like when someone has alcohol over them, and then they get tased and they get set on fire. <laughs> I was imagining. <laughs> what if? <laughs> what if female fluids were flammable, and the rose was aroused, and someone tasted it, and it blew up. <laughs> we're we're bouncing around again. Oh, this is when the cenobites come back. That's my next note. There's the pink, the pink oh, the lasers, eggs. the eggs, the eggs, the eggs come back. Wait, 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 wait! You know who you showed me the comic, and Ashley Lawrence turned into a female pig pinhead. Yeah. What if that cum and those eggs? What if the eggs that's were Ashley made... Lawrence's eggs and the cum was Pinhead's? And that cum yes. <laughs> so for those who have not read the comics, <laughs> in volume eight, I believe. Oh, I'm crying. Ashley Lawrence's character, Kiersey Cotton. Spoiler alert. Sorry, Fram. Fram. Fam. Um, she becomes a female Cenobite. FYI. Well, not female like Cenobite. She just becomes she a Cenobite. She just becomes female Pinhead. She, that's what I meant. She looks like Pinhead. And the <laughs> artwork, fan art, honestly, like, Kirstie Cotton, female, woman, Cenobite, whatever you want to call it, dope as fuck. So good. The comic books are great. You should read them. But 
Anyways, in the movie, Wait, she... You know, it's so funny about when the Cinnabites show up, one of them sticks their fingers in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. They just... They, a lot they of get fingers in, in the mouth in they this one. In, it's very uh, orifice... <laughs> Orifice focused. It's a very oral movie. Yes, it's a very sexual movie. Let's be real. Like, it's a very sexual movie. Um, there's a lot of BDSM references and the leather and the chains and the hooks and the fingers. And, when they're threatening her, I'm like, what are you threatening flowers, her with? Like, more fingers in the mouth? The, 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 don't the, do the flowers being explosive with... <laughs> Tasers. <laughs> you don't do what we want. We're going to put our fingers in your mouth. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Anyway. And also, we haven't even talked about like how quotable this movie is. This is probably like probably one of the most quotable horror movies, and not even just from like physical quotes, but also just like I feel like I see gifs of this movie all the time. Like don't look from at the beginning me. of the movie. Yeah, the don't look at me, or just like stills of Ashley Lawrence just like looking sweaty and like scared and like terrified, yeah. and then like the stills of like one of the stills I see all the time when I just look up like horror on like gifs or something is um frank's face when it's just like you know in pieces with all the hooks on it and he's like smiling and shit mm-hmm. like i feel like those have lived on for so long and i see them everywhere don't look at me and then my favorite one which is at the end of the movie which is not super related to the story is just when he says jesus wept. <laughs> yeah that is great because so that's like the very end for people that don't know but like when he gets like torn apart again like all the hooks are on him and shit and it's just like i just feel like mel gibson eat your heart out you know yeah. <laughs> like jesus wept <laughs> he just looks at it, it's just like okay for i guess for anyone that doesn't understand it, just because like when i was younger i guess i didn't understand i was like oh it's a cool line but i was like i didn't get it but like you know he's chained up he's basically the equivalent of being on some kind of demonic cross or something mm-hmm. and he's being brutalized he's being and he's like essentially i don't cry Jesus, what? <laughs> no, so cool. Um, so, I think a big thing that's missing from that is once Kirstie figures out what's going on, she tells the Cenobites they're going to go after Frank. But I think we talked about this already. But essentially, Frank has not completely materialized into a human being. No, so he has to steal his brother's dick. So he <laughs> takes his brother's skin. And then Kiersey comes because Kiersey is worried about her father. Whoa, because whoa, 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 whoa. hold up, hold up. You know what? We you know what we forgot to talk about earlier. What? Fucking Julia just like sensed him in the attic when he first materialized. Like there was nothing to like notify her that he was up there. She just she like just felt knew. it. She just left dinner and was like, "I gotta go," and just went upstairs and was like, "Frank, of course you're here." <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I feel like there's no like telling. Okay, moment. so I guess we get a bit. There's a lot of like. Well, there's a has, lot of structural problems stuff, in he Hellraiser. He has stuff up there, so she knew that he was up there because. So for remember the picture, the fucking yes, yes, yeah. It, she goes when they first get to the house. There's obviously signs that Frank was there. Yeah, yeah. There's like a bed, and they find all the shit and pictures of him, like basically screwing women from behind and things like that like so she knew he was there um and she like takes one of the pictures and rips the woman that's next to him off of it so that she can look at frank so So, down bad 
Yeah. What is like she's so like she, the original simp. She knew that he was up there, excuse me. Um but he she knew he was up there and she found his stuff. But the weird part was is that after uh Larry bleeds onto the floor, the scene that Caleb was talking about is that she kind of just is like, I have to go upstairs. Yeah, she just like senses him. And then him. she just like goes upstairs and like he's there. And he's like this weird baby fetus thing and it's really gross. But yeah, but that that was just something that we went by earlier. Anyway, yeah. yeah, so she's having like dreams of like Ashley Lawrence, that is. She's having dreams of like her father dying and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she kind of like runs back to the house to check up on him. And look, she has a full conversation with him with his face Filled with blood. It's like lines on his face where you could tell this is some leather face shit. The only thing I can compare it to is Texas Chainsaw or the Texas Chainsaw scene in Thanksgiving where Turkey kills uh fucking was her name Christy in that? Caitlin. Kirsty. I don't know. If it is, that's probably. I think it's like Kaylee or something like that, but. The only thing I can compare it to is when Turkey fucking sliced dad's face off and then it's in there and he's a full turkey and she's talking to him and he's like, she's like, what'd you get a haircut? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) The sad part is, is that it's obvious that she like, it's obvious that that's not her father. Like he has his whole face fucking like put on and she's like, she runs in. She's like, daddy, I thought something was wrong. I was so worried about you. I and then we can just assume that she's so distraught that she's not nosing, but I'm like, just happy so that it's her dad. There's so much blood. There's, There's so, so much blood. blood. So you blood. know, something's going on. And then from there, she's like talking to him. And then he obviously becomes Frank. Yeah. She goes upstairs to go like, you know, check out the Frank, because she's saying like, oh no, Frank is up there, like this, that, blah, blah, and he's like, nope, I took care of him, we got that all covered, blah, blah, blah. She goes up, hangs out with Cenobites, all that fun yeah. stuff. And then that's when uh, not-so-Larry goes, come to daddy. And then come she's like, daddy. oh my god. She comes <gasps> to the realization that it's actually Frank wearing Larry's face, and also, she goes like up into the room and finds him, and I'm going to go ahead and say that not all of his skin was ripped off and it was just his face. And how was all of his skin on his body? Yeah, they <laughs> they end up finding out that this is obviously not Larry, that this is Frank. The Cenobites do because they're there and they chain him from side to side. And that's the famous Jesus wept. <laughs> and he blows up. He blows up. But a big side thing that plays into the second film, if you guys have seen it, is that they end up finding Julia. And Julia is in the next room, and she has the puzzle box. Mm -hmm. And the puzzle box is solved on her lap, and she's in a bed, and she has chains in her face, and her face is ripped off. And it's obvious that she has now succumbed to the Cenobites which is a huge part of the second movie, if you've seen it, which is one of my favorites. Um, Because essentially, she solved the puzzle box, and she has now taken on the role that Frank has in the first movie that plays into the second movie. But that's kind of the end of the first movie, really. 
Pretty like, much, yeah, because Ashley yeah. Lawrence, like, fucking yeets a couple of them back to hell, like, yeah. with the puzzle box, and then she, like, throws some fucking, like, she doesn't do it, actually, the house just does it, some, like, rods yeah, and steel beams like fall the, on the fat Yeah, it's like the electricity one. beams that mm-hmm. have come, the sperm beams, as No, I, I mean, like just, like, them. beams from the house fall on one of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, which is super hilarious, also. They're, Pretty like, funny. they're literally running through the house, and... You can see in parts that there's like dust that someone is probably prop wise dumping yeah, yeah. on them and beams that are probably being dropped from them. Yeah, yeah. Likewise. <laughs> so it's kind of a cheesy ending, but. Oh, and then Ashley Lawrence does get into a little like give it back kind of fight with the little slug creature. Yeah. <laughs> like they're literally just like slapping the puzzle box out of each other's hands yeah. for like, like She's back trying and to get forth it back like eight after times. She gets it from. Um, julia's body yeah it's like a whole thing but oh oh in the end and this homeless dude that we met earlier yeah there's this homeless dude that walks into ashley lawrence's place of work and he like just grabs a handful of crickets Crickets, yeah and he's like stealing them and she tries to like apprehend him for stealing crickets which i think is like (laughs) if you just think about that like step by step that's one of the most hilarious things in the world like can you imagine trying to beat someone's ass because they're stealing crickets Yeah, so there's, like, a whole thing behind that, too, which is, like, tied into the comic, is that they call him, like, a vagrant, I think. So he's, or, like, the keeper, right? Yeah, he's, like, the keeper. He's, like, a protector of the puzzle box. So they're, they're usually disguised as, like, some kind of vagrant. Is that the word? I feel like that's an offensive word, but I don't know. Uh, Anyways, we'll say it anyway. Yeah, but essentially, the big thing that is tied around the keepers and the protectors of the puzzle box is that they have bugs around them, like roaches and crickets and things like that. And that's like a big sign of it. And so at the end, like in the middle of the movie, he's the one that's like eating the crickets. Like the crickets come to him and he's kind of like... Um, he's like the candy man of crickets. Yeah. I like and it. And so at the end of the movie, they try to burn the puzzle box. And he comes out of nowhere and he gets the puzzle box out of the fire and then basically just disintegrates yeah i I do love watching him just like go into it he's just like fully on fire he's just like Mm -hmm. fuck it and then he saves it and and he turns into a dragon yeah flies off he's like this weird like skeletal dragon thing. yeah he looks like an aerodactyl yeah and then uh Oh, and then we go back to someplace foreign that I'm not sure where it is. And then, like, you know, the puzzle box is sitting back on the table again. And the dude selling is like, what's your pleasure, sir? What's your pleasure? So six kills, uh, one pair of boobs. I think it was just one pair of boobs. Was it just Julia? Yeah, just Julia. I think it was just Julia's titties, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then her butt cheeks. Her booty cheeks. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was Hellraiser. There is a dick in the movie. It's a hidden dick, though. Wait, there's a dick? It's the little ceramic. Oh, that that one little the dick. Little ceramic oh, okay, dick. yeah, you're right. There is a there ceramic is a penis. Dick. There's a ceramic penis for sure. You don't see the sure. tip, but you see the dick. You see the dick for sure. It's definitely very apparent. Yeah. So yeah, we got but, some dicks, some kills, all that stuff. I'm only counting Frank once, though. I'm not killing him twice. I'm not killing him twice. Well, because if you think about it, it's not Larry, but it looks like Larry, so it's hard to say it's Frank. Yeah, true. If you see, okay, it, but then in that case, I'm not killing. I'm not killing Larry twice. Yeah, so they each get one in the morning. Yeah, yeah you, you get one. You get one, unless it's like very special circumstances. But I feel like I feel like he was already dead. He wasn't fully him yet. Yeah. He didn't he didn't get there. Uh, I'm gonna still count him as like a zombie vampire or whatever the fuck yeah. you wanna call him. So I wanna read a couple of reviews from Letterboxd. There's a five star from uh Lunch Enjoyer and it says 
Last time my friend Alex did shrooms, I did this to him. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? I I feel like there's a lot you could take from that. Like, which part exactly? If he means all of it in order, like with every character, I'm very worried about his friend Alex. Or he just showed him the movie. I don't know. I hope it's not. I don't know. I think he's saying saying he did the actions of this movie to him. Oh, geez. Okay. Take your pick, like you R. know, R. take your pick out of the hat to like what he did. Yeah, he's definitely dead. If like, <laughs> take your pick, but oh wherever God. it is, he's dead. Letterbox, you need to look into that. So yeah, uh, FBI, look into this guy, lunch enjoyer, <laughs> because he might have had Alex for lunch. Cause... Yikes! It, uh, Alex wept. Wait, maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe he's Frank. And he had he had his Alex was his Julia. Alex, Alex, or he, ch- yeah, okay. There's a lot of ways lunch that you can go with that, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, lunch and And honorable mention to, uh, I think it was like a Mora or something. I'm sorry, I, I accidentally deleted your name, so I don't remember who this was from, but it said, gonna tell my kids this was Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Which, I mean, the Fair. plot's kind of the same. Fair. Okay, but those are the letterbox reviews. Are you ready to get real fucking pissed? No. Roger yes. Ebert. Do you want to guess what Roger Ebert gave this? No. Just take a guess. I don't know. Take a guess. Is it dumb that I don't know who that is? Uh, he, okay. Roger Ebert is a he's like a big reviewer. Like he's like one of the most he's like the most famous like movie reviewer like of all time. Oh, okay. Obviously, don't know that, but okay. Well, it's okay. So Roger yeah. Ebert, he's just a big reviewer, like one of the most prolific ones of all time. What do you think Roger Ebert rated He probably gave it like a Hellraiser? one star and talked shit all day. He gave it a half a star. Okay, he sounds like me. Which, which is really just... <laughs> it's... What so... did he say? I feel... I don't, I don't even know who he is, so good on him, I guess. <laughs> so I took an excerpt out of this, and the thing about Roger Ebert is that like, sometimes he says some real bullshit, so he always has like something pretty profound or like really smart to say about a movie for the most part, and I like agree with a lot of shit he says, but I also heavily disagree with a lot of stuff like this. Like He goes really hard on some horror movies for like no reason. I think he's just a little bit of a... I don't know. A don't douche? Know. A little bit. He's dead now, but I mean... R.I.P. Sorry. <laughs> My bad, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> nah, it's okay, but shout out Roger Ebert. <laughs> he said, "Who go?" this is the whole review, but there's the end of it. He says, who goes to see movies like this? What do they get out of them? I like good horror movies because I enjoy being surprised and sometimes even moved, but there are no surprises in Hellraiser and a dreary series, only a dreary series of scenes that repeat each other. What fun is it watching the movie mark time until the characters discover the obvious? This is a movie without wit, style or reason and the true horrors that the actors were made to portray and uh technicians to realize it's a bankruptcy of imagination maybe stephen king was think- was thinking of a different clive parker <laughs> r.i.p but like also honestly dude, the like, fuck out of here usually even when like when roger ebert is like given a like a rating i really don't agree with he has something to say that I'll at least like agree with. I'll be like, oh, well, you're at least right about that. Like, that's a good take. But like, I don't agree with your rating. Yeah. I don't agree with any bit of this take. This yeah. was the, when he said, okay, when he said without reason, some of that I'll take. There's some issues with the story and whatnot. Yeah, when, yeah, he, yeah. when he talks about like things repeating each other, like, yeah, she does have 50 flashbacks of fucking Frank. So I will say there is a lot of like repetition and whatnot like that. But to say there's no wit or style in Hellraiser 
is absolute bullshit. There is a ton of wit and there is style up the ass. Those Teddy Fresh socks. Yeah. Marissa has Teddy Fresh socks Shout on. Out. Pretty Shout sick. Out Teddy Fresh. Um <laughs> then the final line, maybe Stephen King was thinking of a different Clive Barker. <laughs> what a dick. Clive <laughs> Barker is a great writer. Like to say I think that, it's like, a great story. To, to I, what is this guy's name again? I don't even know him. R.I.P. But damn, I'm surprised you don't know who Roger Ebert is. Genuinely, not just like like people no, in, in general not know. I'm who not he is, but I thought on, you would. I'm not big on like film. Like to be honest, no, that's fair. I mean, like film critics is a whole critics. thing in, in general. Just, that's like it is a weird concept. I just you know, but it's someone lived their entire life talking shit about things. Like that's your job. That's my job. It is your job, but <laughs> but it's like, damn, sorry. <laughs> but it's like I feel like podcasts have developed the artwork of talking shit. Like a critic that exists from when did the how old is this guy? Roger Ebert. Uh, he was real big in like I want to say like probably since like the fifties ish or something. Thank you. There's been a lot of yeah. progression since then. You know how corporate companies I exist. I will say, though, Roger Ebert, like, I mean, this dude reviewed thousands of movies. Okay, that's good. Thousands. That's thousands and thousands, and a lot of people don't take horror seriously. Yeah. It's not a genre Okay, probably that more most people... 60s, uh, like 70s-ish, because uh, he was born in 42. Let me see So he was picture. definitely, like, 8 in 1950. Oh, I've seen his picture. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. I don't We'll really... talk about Roger Ebert yeah. later. <laughs> Anyways, my thing is, is like... Look, my thing is, is that the fact that, that he shouted fucking... out... The fact that he shouted out Stephen King and said, your opinion, Stephen King, is wrong because, because I Because you like Clive Barker. <laughs> like... No, but not even just that. The, the, he said his opinion about liking Clive Barker is, is invalid just, because he yes. doesn't like him. That's so funny. That's some balls but right honestly, there. But dude, I guess like, if he's that well-renowned in dude, that like, world... I, at the same time, like, while I want to talk shit on it, it's like... I'll do the same thing. Like, I'll say that same kind of shit to someone about a movie I don't like. I'll say that yeah. about Daniel Farron. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you. <laughs> That's just so fucking funny, dude. I'm sorry, I snort when I like I, I will say, uh, though, <laughs> that was a classless review, Roger. <laughs> Honestly, Hellraiser's a great movie. It's Take so it as good, you dude. will. It's old. It's, it's a five great. star movie. Like, it's I, a five star movie. I don't I care will about always all the problems. Love it. I love it. I love Pinhead. I love the story. I love the comics. I love, you know, Clive Barker as a writer. I think he just has this like dark take on horror that is not typical of the shit that you see today. You've got movies where it's just things popping out at you and scaring you. And I feel like Hellraiser and the stories that Clive Barker wrote are terrifying in a different way. I feel like they touch on, you know, the personal aspects of relationships and things like that. Like, obviously, Julia is a fucking cheat and an asshole, but there was the temptation. And then there's Kirstie, who just loves her father and wants to protect him. And she's protecting him from her stepmother, who she obviously doesn't like. There's so many layers to it, right? Yeah. Like, it's so great. And then you get to, like, the Cenobite part of it, which is something that isn't touched on in the first movie, but is touched on in the book. And when you get further into the Hellraiser universe, is like, the Cenobites are all people. Yeah. They're not, they're not just these demonic beings that exist out of nowhere. They're all people that 
have been tempted and taken in by and basically have forgotten their like human forms or whatnot. They just have only no, know themselves now. Exactly. They they've taken on this like crazy form where they choose to torture people. And I think that's the most interesting aspect of the storyline that isn't really touched on in the movie, but is touched on in the books. Um, it is touched on in the second movie a lot more. So if you haven't seen the second one, watch yeah. the second one. But it's crazy. Like they, I I just find that storyline fascinating is that you can be succumbed by temptation and darkness and you forget who you are while doing it. But there's people like Kirstie and spoiler alert who can bring you back to it and they remind you of who you are and it helps break things. Um, and then there's people like Kiersey who are great and awesome and eventually succumb to the same darkness. So I take that as you will, friends, but it's definitely a really good storyline. And if you haven't followed it and you want to dive into it deeper or if you think I'm a dumbass, fine. But I think it's a great fucking story and you should definitely explore it. That was beautiful. Yeah. Really shit on Roger with that one. Fuck him. <laughs> that was a good review. I don't even know him. <laughs> that was a very good review, honestly. <laughs> it's a good so, ass yeah. movie. The storyline. Five star movie, bowl of ramen. We would both recommend it. Marissa, I do fuck Mary Kill on the show. So I have a fuck Mary Kill for you. Oh gosh, okay. We have Frank, but there are specifics to it. It's not just Frank. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the version of Frank that put his fingers in Julia's mouth. Gross. And he will put his fingers in your mouth. Oh, gotcha. That's okay. part of the deal. Um, the bald guy with the cool bald patch, you know, with like the little extra like circle of bald hair. The first guy that uh, Julia seduced and brought up to the attic for mm, okay. for Frank to eat. Okay. And then me. <laughs> I'm always part of it. <laughs> okay. Um... um that's hard. Um, I would. Just like Frank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bald guy, you or Frank with the juicy fingers in my mouth. Yep, with the juicy fingers. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to kill you. Because oh, and the bald guy is also. I'm going to kill you because yeah, yeah. you asked this question. That's fair. The bald guy is also, um, he's also begging for help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. Despite users and viewers and things like that, I would fuck Frank, kill Caleb, and marry the bald guy. You love put his fingers in your mouth? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Juicy. Well, thank juicy, you to Patreon juicy, for juicy. picking this movie and <laughs> making this scenario thing where now that I know that Marissa will put nerve-ending, like, penny-tasting fucking raw flesh fingers in her mouth because she's a fucking nasty, down-bad fucking freak bitch. Um, Come to daddy. <laughs> You made your daddy so proud. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> he's going to say that to you while his fingers are in your mouth. He's be like, you made your daddy so proud. Or he's just like. <laughs> I don't want the bald guy's fingers in my mouth. I'd rather have Frank's. At least Frank is somewhat A bald, bald guy was going to put his fingers in your mouth. That was just a Frank thing. Oh, well, they can all put their <laughs> fingers in my mouth. I'm still going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Completely fair and valid. <laughs> so, guys, if you like the show, thank Marissa for being the guest host on this episode. Thank you, Marissa. That was great. We did the things. Thanks for having me.
Thanks for killing me. If you guys like the show and want extra content, go check out patreon.com slash horror soup. Uh, this month's extra um, bonus movie is Paco Plaza's Veronica that was discussed with Mr. James from Night Show Video. It's all right. I loved it. I came back around to it the second watch. The first time I watched it, I think I gave it a half a star. I have to tell you a story that's revolving around Veronica that I think your, okay. your viewers would love. Okay. My niece tried to summon Satan at recess one Ooh. time, and it reminded me of Veronica. Wow. Because they do that same thing, yeah. at the solstice. Very or same whatever thing. whatever the... Uh, moon thing moon or whatever. Thing yeah. or when the mm-hmm. fucking... What do you call that? Uh, uh, <laughs> the crescent know. ass. <laughs> Um, anyways, my niece tried to do that. Um, she got in a lot of trouble. It was for based that. off a real story too. Yeah. So Veronica, my yeah. niece, I literally told my sister, I said, Hey, it's in Spanish, but if you want to scare her out of doing that, please show her this movie. My sister got very mad at me, but, um, she didn't do it. No, she should have done it. My niece is 10. Yeah. But if she, if your niece is 10 and she's trying to summon the devil at recess, show her a movie about summoning the devil at recess. So she doesn't summon the devil at recess. Yes. Like that's, um, that's the only way around the solar it. eclipse. That's oh, what it was. Yeah. yeah. So during the solar eclipse, but she just did it at recess. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't even had any kind of backing behind it. But anyways, Veronica, great movie. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe don't do that homegirl <laughs> so if you want to listen to that uh check out other amityville based content the entire backlog of all suck your blood episodes improvised horror movies the ability to pick a movie for me to discuss on the show and much more i also just add a new tier by the way guys um i didn't really announce this on the show yet but um it's a 500 dollars tier and that's the only way i'm covering covering the shining before episode 500 so you know i think james said something about like if you guys don't want to, like, you know, pay that outrageous amount out front and you somehow want to get me to do it, you can, like, do a GoFundMe <laughs> because I'm not covering The Shining until episode 500. At first, I was like, maybe I'll put it in another tier where it's, like, double the price of the original Pick-A-Movie because in that Pick-A-Movie, you have to pick two movies. But I was like, okay, maybe you just pick one and do The Shining. And I was like, no, I'm still not going to want to do The Shining. So I did make a deal with just general, just in a conversation a while ago, that I would cover The Shining for the 500th episode of Horse Soup. But if you want it before, it'll be $500. <laughs> so that's a new tier. <laughs> and uh, yeah, next month will be, uh, for the extra episode, is going to be uh, the Scream 5, like Texas Chainsaw kind of conversation with Stefan. That'll be out like the day after this comes out. So go check it out. And the best way to keep up with Horse Soup is to follow on Instagram at Horse Soup, uh, TikTok at Horse Soup, Horse Soup Caleb on Letterboxd. The Twitter is Horse Soup Sucks. Um and horsesoup at yahoo.com is like, you know, inquiries, whatever. Horse soup on YouTube, cameo, horse soup. It's it, it's horse soup everywhere. That's it's it's just different on Twitter, basically, and then letterboxed a little bit. And thank you to Tom, aka the Mutant Members Only Club, for the intro music. And thank you to Ross Lee for the outro music. Good people. Marissa, you got anything you want to plug? You want to tell the people anything? Final thoughts? Mm, no. Just thank you for having me. Thanks, My dog. first podcast. Heck yeah, dog. And if you guys also, I guess for also patreon.com slash horror soup, if you want to see more of Marissa, she is on, I guess, not a la carta because I got copyright striked, but she is on Twitch with me sometimes too. Yeah. My Twitch stream is very erratic. I mean, it's not, there's no schedule to it, but sometimes Marissa pops in. 
to watch a movie with me. Yeah. We watched some exploitation movies last time. The uh, Satanico Pandemonium. Los Exorista. Yes, that is on Patreon. It's or I think, in oh, Spanish no. and we don't even speak Spanish. Actually, we... I don't think that's on Patreon yet. I think that might be coming out like next month or something like that. Yeah, like we watched after. a movie in Spanish and we don't even understand Spanish. Oh, we did, huh? Yeah. We didn't watch that in English at all, did we? No. We were just trying to figure that out as we went. I also had COVID while we were watching that. Yeah, so, huh? Fact, huh? Yeah. I was locked in a basement and Caleb helped me out by popping me on his Did we Twitch. watch like three movies that night? Yeah, we totally did. What I was, was the other dying. One we, watched? Uh, we watched Alucarda. We watched that one. Oh, would... We watched something else too. I don't remember. Um, but I'll be around if you guys want me to be around. So. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, thanks, Marissa. Thank this you. This was great. This was a good... Damn, this is a long episode. We went off a lot. Yeah, we did. Sorry, guys. Cheers to that. All right, partner. And uh, it's us uh, signing off. Oh, where's, the, where's the fart button? Drops up, baby, drops up. Give me Harasu. Give me, give me Harasu. Give it, give it Harasu. Harasu. You like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole. Stick out your tongue and look out your bowl. We're having a bite with creatures of the night. Rubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it, grubs up. Baby grubs up, give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup, horror soup, will keep you well fed, it's gorgeous smell, could wake the dead, vegetable is just forgettable, if your energy's low, you know what to do, simply double on down some of the spooky Give it, give it, grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it, horror soup, horror soup. Let me be your sweetie, cause your private chef. I'll be your just dessert. You can even drink it from a cup. I'll do the washing up, I'll do the washing up. I'm getting full, I'm getting full. My belly's gonna burst, my belly's gonna burst. Oh, can you see my psychic energy? Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it horror soup. after himself.